Street Fight family, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, how's your day going? It's Sunday night, that means it's time for a street fight. That number to dial is 614-655-3887, and if you can't make it this week, we'll be here next week. Uh, if you want to get in, I'd call around 8.45 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we want to hear from you, we love to hear from you, and the, the call-in show has been a, a wonderful addition to the to the Street Fight uh, podcast services that we offer one of my favorite times of the week I love to kick back and relax and hear what's going on in your world uh, for those of you that don't know who we are we are the number one anarcho comedy radio show on any station across the nation we've been doing it for nine years now continue to spread this mess across the U.S. the best that we can started on WCRS community radio still there if you're in Columbus, Ohio check us out uh, if you're inside 270 WCRSFM.org, also has the largest digital archive of free Street Fight shows. That's right. If you want to go listen to the oldest stuff we got, it's at WCRSFM.org, and there's a bunch of other wonderful programming happening over there. This month, we're raising money for the Prison Health News uh, newsletter, really. I talked to Susie Subways uh, for about a half hour about the project. Basically, they provide information to prisoners uh, four times a year costs a dollar to send each one so every dollar you donate goes completely to the cause there's no uh, they're all volunteers so if you want to help out prison health news you can go donate to them directly or consider buying the newest street fight radio shirt you've got about a week left to do so uh, one of our favorite people Lerm worm hooked us up with a design called all connected and it's available in kid sizes now too and one-third of those profits will go towards Prison Health News. The other two-thirds will go to Street Fight Media, LLC, and Lermworm herself. So that's a cool way to show people the podcast you like and uh, help somebody out. Uh, thank you for being here. I say that probably six times during the intro, but I really mean it every single time. Brian, how's it going? Good. It's okay. Got a little headache tonight, really? but it'll go away because I took... Two Tylenol and an ibuprofen since we were, we only had two Tylenol and one ibuprofen. <laughs> that's all you had in the house? That's what we had. Yeah. That's all we had. Oof. So I'm, uh, to take what you gotta take what you can get, you know? I gotta say, I'm into the CVS extra care system. So I'll go buy like four bottles of ibuprofen to get extra care bucks, you know, or a cash back. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know we were out because I take, ibuprofen or tylenol maybe once a year right I don't take it very much i usually just let the headache go away yeah i always feel like a headache is just something that it's like dehydration so you just drink a lot and it goes away or you just live the whole day with it and complain about it yeah that's one option yeah um i used to be kind of miserable about it but i do reach for the medicine a little bit more than than i used to and i think it's a, a better than just kind of suffering through it it's kind of not worth it really but I also, I'm not a headache guy either. I, I've had friends that just get them all the time. I feel for them, but God, thank God it's not me. Yeah. I was out today. Like I, I, I took a shorter walk today, which probably should have taken a longer one today since my drive home tonight is supposed to be smack in the middle of a winter storm. Oh, I had no idea. 
Yeah, yeah. Eleven o'clock. It's supposed to start raining and then start getting colder and colder and colder. Which that's the classic way that we get winter weather in Columbus because I think we're like too far south to get that tons of snow thing. Yeah. So like, what happens is it rains a whole bunch and then it gets cold yeah. <laughs> and then it all freezes and then it's like legit terrifying to drive. Yeah, it's, it's black <laughs> ice territory. Oh, it's I, I mean, like you will drive on a sheet of black ice here a lot of times. I've dri- I when I was driving for Lyft, there was this night. I was like, man, I I'm gonna go home and then a winter storm happened and it was like seemed to happen out of nowhere. There was no trucks doing uh salt or anything right. like that. And I was like, wow, you know? And then I saw those prices for lifts uh-huh. just go up to where it's like, I'm driving people fucking home 10 minutes and making like $125 and shit. And I was right. like, well, I think I'm just going to stay out here all night and <laughs> maybe take tomorrow off or something and yeah. stayed out to like 4.30 in the morning. But I kind of felt for the people that were like, I mean, because it's like the people that are using it is like, hey, if I'm a Lyft driver, this is my fucking car, man. I don't have to work. So there probably weren't a lot of cars out. Right. Number one. And number two, it's like... Only the most you, desperate. Yeah, and if you took a lift to get to the club, then, I mean, how do you get home, you know? <laughs> right, right, you're stuck. That was where I figured out how 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 nasty those businesses were, were that night. And was like, oof, yeah. man, you know, everybody's fucked in this case. Right. I mean, not me. I made a bunch of money, and I just drove slow. Right, and, right. Like, did it, did just, what I was supposed to do. Right, extra cautious. Yeah. Uh, uh, Formula One was fucking sweet today. Not really. I don't, I don't want to, I'm not like, I don't want to root on the wrecks, but, uh, Roman Grosjean, uh, flew into a barrier. His car got ripped in half and, uh, he survived, which was the best news ever. And they've only been using this like halo protection that like goes above their head for two years. So like, if this was three years ago, I would have just watched somebody get decapitated on fucking YouTube TV. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he flew through a barrier at like 150 fucking kilometers per hour, pierced right through it, and uh, came out on the other side and is in the hospital right now and giving thumbs up from, from his bed. Yeah, yeah. He'll be back in a car in no time. Oh, yeah. He got to. Yeah. No, actually, this is the, at the end of his... Honestly, you know what kind of is crazy is that this would have been a tragic story uh, 30 years ago because he is retiring at the end of this year. Not really retiring, but he doesn't have a contract for a seat getting too old so for this shit. dying on your third to last uh fucking race is not is that's not what i want to watch no <laughs> just let him go just let him get out of here i, I don't want to have uh we're recording honey i don't want to have uh i don't have that on my conscience but he turned it it was a fucking giant fireball it was it was insane yeah you can handle this i can talk uh Man, yeah. I don't know. I haven't watched I I I know that there was this one time I was watching wrestling and Seth Rollins was wrestling Sting and uh had the kid in the living room, I had you know, everybody was everybody was enjoying their time watching it. Sting's a little older of a guy. He's I think he's in his sixties, actually. And, uh, you know, you can tell he's a professional wrestler that's been wrestling since he was 20. You can tell this guy fucking he moves pretty stiff, you know, 
And uh, Seth Rollins grabs him, runs him across the ring to do this thing called the buckle bomb, which is like he he lifts him up on his shoulder and he slams him down on a turnbuckle. And it's supposed it's not really that big of a deal for a, a move because it's like you don't fall far and you kind of just hit this thing and you you usually land standing up and then you fall over to sell it. But he hit the back of his neck. And you could tell that Sting was not, like, uh, uh, there. Like, and now you see this guy hit his neck, and you're like, ooh, that was a, that was a nasty bump. And then yeah. his knees, like, go wobbly. And you can tell he doesn't, like, really fucking know where he is. And I was like, this guy's gonna die on TV. I don't, I don't, this is fake. It's <laughs> like my daughter yeah. sitting in this room. This is supposed to be fake. I don't want to see this Please, guy don't, die. Yeah. Don't do it for me. Please do not do this for me. Yeah, yeah. And I like I like a lot of the high. I mean, most of my favorite wrestling is the like real high risk shit. So, like, I I I mean, I just I don't watch that really high risk stuff with my daughter. Yeah, you know, I watched. I don't watch any wrestling with her now. But when we were younger, uh, um, when when me and her, when me and her, when she was younger, and we watched it, it was like we just watched WWE. It's probably they work safer than most places. I mean, no wrestling is safe ever. Like, but I mean, that's like racing, right? Like, none of it's safe. No, it's all fucking dangerous. It's just there was crashes at IndyCar that were like also. As a fan, you're like, you just are like, no, 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 I don't, this, I don't want to see this. You know, you know, it's a possibility, but you're like, fuck. Yeah. It's actually happening. There was a huge wreck in IndyCar the same way. But even, uh, well, when I was watching wrestling heavily, uh, Rey Mysterio killed that fucking guy. Oh, in Mexico. he did kill a guy. I wasn't watching that though. I did see it actually, incidentally, which is stupid. That was another thing that was like, that guy had taken so many goddamn bumps on the back of his neck that like, Ray Mysterio went to do like maybe one of the softest. I mean, the move's not the the move is probably harder on Ray's body than it is the guy's head. You you just kind of swing in between two ropes and you hit the guy in the head and the guy falls over. But the guy had taken so many bumps that he had spinal stenosis or something like that. And when Ray hit him and it didn't take any pressure, it wasn't an especially stiff hit or anything like that. It decapitated him. I mean, that's what sports, I mean, I, I, it sounds real callous to say like, that's what sports are. I'm, and that's not like what I'm trying to say, but like, there's an inherent risk in all sports where like somebody can, like, it's not like football goes on every week and nobody can die. Nobody right. can be hurt. We kind of, we kind of set ourselves up to believe that that is impossible. Ah, oh, you know, it's, it's impossible that somebody would die playing football, but it's not. It's, yeah, you know, there's, I mean, there's 50 year old men playing football too. I, well, know. I mean, that's what I mean. That the, the CTE thing is a big deal with our generation. I mean, uh, this stuff has to evolve. I mean, you know, Formula One didn't have any sort of head protection, and there's still some people are like, it kind of it fucks up the spirit of the thing. It has to be an open air, uh, you have to be an open air, um, cockpit, you know? Yeah. But fuck that, man. The halo's just fine for me. Yeah. People, people hate. Like, I think it's this weird thing. It's that, you know, I hate using this, but like, it is that, that fucking thing that 
coming off of Shocktober, I've just been hearing over and over again, but the pussification of America thing. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like these people who have never fucking done anything risky. Right. I mean, physically risky in their lives are fucking like, oh, you know, oh, now we got to wear helmets. Oh, right. now we got to have halos. Now it's got to be this. Now it's got to be that. And it's like, I mean, yeah, I know the guys on the field are like, the guys that play the sports and stuff like that are like that too and whatever. But like the last people I want to hear is like some analyst saying. Right, that right. This, oh, was everybody? Oh, everybody's worried about getting hurt now, and it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joe Biden got hurt. Cool today. Hairline fracture on his foot. Really? Yeah, playing with his dog. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I, you know, if I was a conspiracy guy, I would really start reading into something like that. You know. Why? I don't know. You know, the, the, the big conspiracy theory that I have seen is that he is never meant to make it through the first, uh, term that this was Kamala Harris. This is a handoff. We to elected Kamala. Kamala Ka- yeah. We elected her. Right. right? You, you know who's saying that Anthony Cumia is saying this? Like a lot of these guys, a lot of those conservatives are okay. saying this. Because they're worried she's a communist. Right. I mean, uh, great play, I think. If they if they had thought of it, I mean, I think that's a good idea. Uh, but the, I don't th- I don't know if they did. I really don't think they did. No, I don't think so. I think they thought it was his turn. Yeah, I they really felt like, that way. Like, I, I you know, I... <laughs> well, not his turn. I don't think it was his turn, though. I do think it was. It passed his turn. Yeah, it was past his turn. Like, he went and got a turn be- back. He went and was like, hey, can I get that turn back? Yeah, because it's like, you start thinking about, like, turns, and you have to assume that Elizabeth Warren has a turn now. No, I don't. You don't think so? She's a loser. I stupid. I agree. Jester. Court jester. I maybe. agree, loser. Yeah. Right? I totally She's agree. She's the worst political instincts I've seen. But, Some of them. Really? Because I think... That her backing off and doing her thing bought her that guaranteed run later. I mean, They're yeah. going to give her a run later. Sure. Four, eight years. Just like Hillary Clinton. It was like she lost to Obama. She ran a terrible campaign at that time. And then they gave her the shot. Okay. You know? All right. Joe Biden lost eight times. Right. And then they ended up giving him the shot. I sort of feel like, yes, Elizabeth Warren isn't getting a cabinet position. Okay. You okay. Might, I see what you're saying. But I, I could see her being back pocket. She's in line to be the president. Who I, There's other people that I think are in line, but I just think the Democratic Party is like, it's just people that are in line. This is why my theory now is that it might be easier for socialists to take over the Republican Party than the Democratic Party. Okay. you fucking think about it, you think about it. Now, this doesn't sound true now in 2020, but in 2016, impossible. They did not want Trump. They did not want him to be the guy, mm-hmm. you know? And it just was sheer force. You can do it, yeah. And people voting... And they were like, fine, he's the guy, and we're all going to get behind him. <laughs> I mean, they're, they are very much into, like, Tea Party. Yeah, if you'll vote for us, we're Tea Party. <laughs> QAnon, we're QAnon. They'll be whatever you want to win. 
The Democrats are going to call rig. populist instead of socialist. <laughs> yeah. The Democrats are going to rig every primary forever. They have like a list. Yeah, of all yeah, these yeah. people this that is planned have been out. promised a spot. This is know? the democratic cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah. So let's just, I'm running as a Republican. I'm going right. to run for governor of Ohio as a Republican and see what happens. You know what? It's a new, it's a new method. Cause this, c- trying to convince Democrats to be leftist doesn't work. It's not a viable right. thing anymore. There's no reformation happening. Uh, we got to move to like the, the next level. <laughs> I mean, if we're, I'm saying also, if we're going to choose one of those two parties, the one that seems like, <laughs> the one that seems like they listen to what the people want, that are their base is the Republicans. Yeah. They listen. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't even. I don't even think after Trump now. I think I could get elected president of the United States as a Republican and do Medicare for all, and uh, you know, abolish the police and do all that stuff. And I would have people cheering for me still. That right now. Or, like, we can't have that. But if right. I had an R next to my name, my father-in-law would be like, this guy's a fucking visionary. Yeah. yeah. He's helping working people. <laughs> Finally, someone's helping working people. <laughs> we never thought of this. I call it, like, some new kind of conservatism mm-hmm. that is not conservative at all. I have to figure out <laughs> what that is. Radical conservatism. Radical conservatism. <laughs> it's really radical left stuff but you're you're just calling it conservative you're like uh yeah man you know you got to do medicare for all because the truth is like you don't want these doctors gaining too much power you know uh free markets are you know that's that's pretty good idea i'm a more radical conservative i believe we need to plan out the markets to provide to everybody because they're not going to provide for themselves (laughs) (laughs) we're doing it man it's happening now we're uh, me and radical conservatives are going to be conserv. We're going to be Republicans now. We're going to run for op. Rhett's going to run as as the mayor of Columbus mm-hmm. as a Republican. Probably not going to win that one though. I could do a black rifle coffee Republican easy. I can do black rifle you Republican. Could, you could. Maybe you run for governor of Ohio. I run for mayor of Columbus. Okay, and then we fucking set up some shit in Columbus, like some real. Some real hedonism shit. Right. Hedonism you know? three. Hedonism three involves drugs. <laughs> Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. It involves, happening. It, it, hedonism three involves drugs. It's a, the entire county is a speakeasy. Yeah. 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 With, with drugs. Right. That's what I'm saying. We don't have to say it out loud. We're speakeasy. We don't <laughs> know why we're here. You can get cocaine. <laughs> right. You can get powder is, your nose. We say powder your nose. Yeah, you can get Zans. Mm, we say bar the Zandy now. Man can. The Zandy yeah. Man can. Oh man, yeah. I I uh uh I don't know. I've been going to bed early lately, and now I think Katie's disappointed in me. Later, early, early. I've been going to bed earlier. Midnight Friday night. Okay. And I think Katie's disappointed that I went to bed midnight Friday night, right? Okay. Because it's like, motherfucker, you don't have a real job and you're going to bed at midnight on a Friday night. But I'm like, exactly. I don't have a real job. It doesn't matter when I go to fucking bed or when I wake up. It's true. It's true randomness. (laughs) 
know. The obvious choice, the weekend warrior choice, is stay up as long as you can. Yeah. I do what I want. Yeah. I'll sleep for two, wake up for two, go back for one, come back for six. I told her, I was like, no, days don't matter the same way that they do. I mean, like Friday night when I was working for a living, two, three, four o'clock. Because mm-hmm. it just was got like, to. you got to fucking do it. You Only know? chance. Yeah. Friday nights now, nothing. It's same as a Monday. Same really? as a Tuesday. I like Tuesday. I like Mondays better. My my wife is a hard, hard worker. So Monday through Thursday, like we really have a, like a pretty straightforward evening thing. But Fridays, she will try to stay up. She'll drink coffee and, and stay up. So I do end up going off on Friday nights. But I'm also, I'm in your old sleep schedule. Like I've slipped into yours when you used to talk about waking up, laying there for an hour, and then getting up. I do that, and then I also like, man. If I, I would love to go to bed before midnight. Yeah, it just can't make it happen. Yeah, I mean, it's not for me. I don't like it because I get tired earlier. But like, that's I, good. I, I'm not tired. That's the and that's the thing you were talking about. The problem is, is I'm not tired. Yeah. Like if I woke up at five in the morning, I would eventually get fucking tired. Yeah. But eleven is like, no, I, I got all day. Yeah. Like everybody's like going to bed. I'm like, what? A second wind. Yeah. I want to get up at, I want to get up at like 930 would be the time I think now for me, which is really pushing the limits of who I am as a person. Okay. Because you know? I've been getting up 10, 1030 okay. lately. Okay. But 930. And I think it's only 930 because I'm like, you know. Just a half hour earlier than I actually get up. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, nothing's ever good enough for me. Sure. So I always want it to be Yeah, I mean, I can't have. Because 9.30 ain't happening. That is. Yeah. I mean, I used to stress a lot about my sleep schedule. But talking to Erica, she's like, she doesn't have any restrictions on me. She wants me to be there to help with school and stuff. But if I wake up at an hour or two later, she doesn't care. Like, I, 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 I but I really feel like, oh, I should be doing better. And it's like, why though? Like, I don't need to always think that I'm doing just fine. If I feel good and I'm rested, I can sleep and I I sleep until I fucking wake up, which is the best circumstances possible. I don't have a fucking alarm ringing in my ears. That's what I've always, that's what, that's the thing I've always said about like, man, I don't make as much money as I probably would if I was still a cable guy, but I go to bed when I want and wake up when I want, which is the number like everybody when i was working for a living that was really the main like thing i hated about it was that like it was controlling my sleep yeah and now it's just like i just fucking crawl into bed when it's time and i love it yeah fucking love it let's uh let's get to these calls you you got is is that number on there I don't know, maybe, but uh, we do have, uh, we have also have the results for the call in sit competition. When do you want to do that? Mm-hmm. After the break? Yeah. After the break. So last week, if this is your first ever episode of Street Fight, um, I suggest you listen to the call in show from last week. It was a doozy. We did a call in sick theme. Uh, we had a competition. Now, the winner of this competition gets one paid day off of minimum wage labor in Ohio. That's eight hours at $8.55 an hour. Comes out to a total jackpot of $68.40. Our second place winner will get a half day off, which is a Thirty-two twenty, something like thirty-two that, yeah. eight. Oh, it's yeah, whatever. And then our third person, you'll get one of the free uh, Lurm Worm all connected T-shirts. Uh, 
and we'll send that to you once they print. Let's see who's on the line. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Howdy. Hi, this is Daryl Lowski. Hey, Daryl. How are you how doing are you? tonight? Darylowski? Yeah, you're welcome. It's uh, uh I got to get it. I got to get it. Uh, I You're from the uh, Cleveland Teachers Union, right? Cleveland Heights Teachers Union. We're actually just up the hill from Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It, it's... uh. Hold on, I got your name. <laughs> I'm sorry. He can tell us. Daryl Lausche. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Daryl Lausche. Yeah. Yeah, so what's going on? Uh, uh, I read the... Uh, uh, a, a mutual friend sent me the two uh, press releases that have been... That have been sent out for the Cleveland Heights Teachers Union. It sounds like they're trying to fuck you guys over. So uh, uh, start at the beginning uh, from when you what they're trying to get from you and then uh, uh, the strike notice and what they're doing now. Sure. We actually, um, we started negotiating back in June for our contract. And unfortunately they only are willing to offer a one year contract to us. So we have to go through all this again for next year. Um, We usually start in the spring. They kept putting it off. Uh, unfortunately, Cleveland Heights University Heights City School District is in a financial crunch because of the Ed Choice vouchers and how it's draining our uh, our budget to the tune of about $9 million this year. Um, and so back in June, when they uh, started negotiations, they offered us uh, a contract that uh, 97% of our members rejected. In the contract, it uh, in, it imposed uh, a raise of our insurance health insurance premiums by 250%. And it eliminated a 1% retirement pickup uh, that we had won, I want to say maybe about five or six years ago or so. So they're, God damn. So they're, so they're like erasing gains that you just made recently. Yeah. So, so basically it comes out to about anywhere between um, a three to $5,000 pay cut for our members, depending on where they are Fuck. on our salary schedule. And that's take-home pay. Ah! Take-home? Yeah, it effectively wipes out about 10 years' worth of um, gains that we've made. So I've been teaching for 24 years, and it, it, uh, it basically takes me back to where I was for, in year 14. Wow. And And... We have made um, we've, we've made compromises along the way, but they haven't moved off that offer. And at the end of September, the school board voted unanimously to impose the contract on us and then accuse us of not bargaining in good faith. Yeah. And we maintain that if you're imposing a contract on our members, that's not bargaining in good faith on their end. Is it a bargain? Is, um, is, so, is this a Corona thing? Yeah. What's that? Um, I don't know if, it, if that is it. We, we are in a budget crunch. We just passed a, a levy, um, back in, you know, November, the early November. Um, but it wasn't a very high millage. Uh, and it'll just barely cover our losses from my, from my understanding. But, you know, we're losing $9 million to these Ed Choice vouchers, which, um, we've been lobbying against for a long time because we, we had predicted that this would happen to school districts. And unfortunately, Cleveland Heights University Heights is one of the hardest hit school districts when it comes to 
had vouchers draining the budget um, in the state of Ohio. Um, but our board was pretty much did no action for the first several years of it. And then all of a sudden this board finally uh, decided to, uh, to have a resolution and there's a lawsuit now working its way through the court system. But they were so inactive on trying to address this issue with the Ed Choice vouchers that now we're in this, this budget issue and they want to balance the budget on the backs of the teachers oh, instead of re- reprioritizing their budget. I mean, it just always comes so, down to us. Um, like, it, yeah. It's we have to give up something. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's to the tune of, of you know, 250% more on our health insurance. And we've always taken less in salary increases to preserve our health care. We know that we have good health care. It's what attracts teachers to our district. It's it's what helps retain good teachers. It's the, um, it's and, the ball you know, and chain. Start lowering the standards of... Yeah, if you're lowering the standards of how you're compensating your teachers and your support staff, then, you know, you're not going to be able to attract and retain the best, and it becomes a revolving door, and that's not good for our students. You know, they need to be able to build relationships with people, especially their teachers and those that are around them, you know, on a daily basis in school. And if that base is constantly changing because people can't afford to meet their basic needs um, based on this imposed contract, then, you know, the, the students don't have that grounding that helps them with their learning. Right, yeah. I mean, my daughter is in uh my daughter's in 10th grade. And you can already I can already see mm-hmm. where like teachers she had in ninth grade. She still talks to some teachers she had in ninth grade and has like good relationships with them where they're sort of mentoring. She's had she has one of her English teachers mm-hmm. sort of mentoring her now in 10th grade. Ele- and assuming yeah. 12th and and or 11th and 12th grade and like uh uh if if it becomes a revolving door if it becomes these these a new teacher all the time then you can't have those relationships build at all like that kind of thing just doesn't happen and i i I think uh uh you want you want to be getting the best i i would assume the parents want to be getting the best uh are you getting any Mm -hmm pushback from the parents or like is this just the uh uh has have the parents weighed in on it uh from what i've gauged we do have a strong parent backing which is very helpful and very much appreciated uh they're putting a lot of pressure on the board to get things resolved before we actually hit the picket line which is scheduled to be this wednesday um you know the the we've got a lot of support when it comes to the health care issue you know, especially considering that we're going, you know, we're in the midst of a pandemic, a global pandemic right now. And on uh, Monday of this past week, the school board voted unanimously to strip us of our health care when we go on strike. Now, legally, they do have that right, except that they have been um, explaining to the com- to the community that they are bound by Ohio law to do so. And thankfully, one of our local TV stations did an inter- did a, a story on our situation and interviewed a labor lawyer who has no ties to either side of the of of the bargaining table, and he said they wrote the record straight on labor law and said that the board did not have to strip us of our health insurance when we go on strike, um, as they're saying. So they've chosen to strip us of the health care in the midst of this global pandemic yeah. instead of letting it run through the month. 
Yeah, man. It makes them good old days when you could throw a bit, a brick or some batteries Jeez. at people. That used to be the old union way. You can't get people in trouble, Brett. We don't want to get people in trouble. Here. Yeah, it's just what's necessary. We're avoiding like that. Yeah, we don't want anything like that happening. No. <laughs> um, so but, what are they uh, yeah, doing? So we are. What What is the current tactic from the school board? Uh, uh, or... Yeah, it's the school board. What is the current tactic that they're pulling that uh, 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 is, I mean, seems like it sets a dangerous precedent? Well, they're basing everything on the, on the budget and how the budget needs to be balanced. They are, you know, doing a lot of uh, publicity or, you know, you know, public relations work, you know, explaining the, you know, how much we actually do pay for our health insurance and that, you know, they're trying to, to state it as being it's a, a, a sweet deal be compared to the districts that are around us. But what we have found is when we look at those districts that they're comparing us to, yes, they do pay more for their health insurance, insurance but they're also making anywhere between six and $16,000 more a year than we are on our salary schedule because they went for the salary increases and sacrificed um, the health care to a certain extent. We did the opposite. So they're not really telling the, the community the whole picture or the true picture on that. And now, right now, they're, they're trying to play, you know, it, when we go on strike on Wednesday, um, you know, they're talking about they don't have enough subs to be able to provide for the special education students in their classes. And so the students are going to go without services. So they're trying to pin all of that at, you know, put that at, at our feet as the blame. Right. So, you know, they're trying to, and themselves as being the victims. Yeah, and and they are uh, uh, also withholding. They're they're saying that they're canceling your health care too. Yes, on yeah. day one of our strike. So you know we're not paid because of course it's a work stoppage, but we're not being paid, and they're stopping our health care as of midnight on December second. So what can what can the listeners do or, or we do to help you help you out? Uh, uh, like I'd love if, if there's like a site or something, or, or if they could show up to the pickets. Uh, what can we do to help? That is a, that's a perfect question. Um, right now, because of the we have in Cuyahoga County, we do have a stay at home advisory, so we have to we have to rework our picket lines a little bit. We have, do have to limit the number of people that are on our picket lines for, you know, a particular stretch of the street and things like that. If your listeners would like to support us, we do have a solidarity fund that will be active starting Wednesday. They can follow us on Facebook and our um, Facebook address or our Facebook page is the Cleveland Heights Teachers Union 795. They can also follow us on Twitter at CHTU 795. And there'll be an active link there where, they could um, contribute to our solidarity fund. Cool, cool. Okay, yeah, do that, listeners, please. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. I really appreciate it, and, I, and have a great evening. I hope it was painless. Have a great evening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, like, uh, uh, this kind of shit, Taking the healthcare, threatening to take the healthcare away is some dirty shit. But I it's kind of this. kind of goes back to the sports conversation, though, where uh, like the wussification of things, where like you can't just blow somebody's car up and let them know to stop doing what they're doing. You know, like you just everybody just asks nicely, and then your union is like, 
bargaining away healthcare and stuff. I, I just the state of them these days is just we're losing so much. Well, it seems like the union is is doing the right thing. It seems like the 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 school board is the one that's I mean, and it sucks to do this now. You know, like that's the thing. Like people think teachers are like greedy or that the teachers unions are greedy. And it's like, who would fucking want to go on strike now? I know. You know what exactly. I mean? Like who would, would choose you? to go on strike now? You can't even have a fucking picket line. Right. You know? Right. Like why would they choose that? Yeah. The other thing that pisses me off too is it, it kind of makes it reminds me of like uh, I'm thinking about Christmas and gifts and stuff. This year, I'm like considering a restaurant, carry out stuff for restaurants in town that I like and stuff like that. And it's just that like it's the burden is on me to do the the bailout, right? Oh, like it, say, it's on the consumers. It's on the consumers. It's on it's on us, you know, to bail out all of our favorite restaurants that we're expected to 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 open our wallets for these for these businesses um, that deserve that should be you know getting cash payouts from the fucking government and shit. You yeah, know? like Katie it's not our no. fucking duty. And this is the same sounds the same thing like this. Like, well, t- sorry, we can't educate the kids unless the teachers take less, unless they roll back their fucking clock five years you know yeah yeah that's what katie was talking about that last night she was like it's like there's there's no plan for anybody and it's just we're all expected to just do it and like this is that conservative dream of like uh uh charity instead of taxes we'll do charity instead of taxes and it's like look at all of the shit that's closing i mean and Really misguided businesses opening up right now, too. I I did my walk today, and I decided to go a little different path. And I saw two barber shops opening and a cigar lounge. Ooh, wow. And I'm like, what the fuck? You couldn't wait? You couldn't wait that out? I guess the real estate was cheap, and you were just like, I'm going to fucking go for it. You imagine a cigar lounge now? People actually going to a place where people are blowing... <laughs> Into the air. It's, you know? it, it's like literally showing the COVID. Like, this is how it spreads throughout the room. Look at all. See, it fills all the corners and crevices. You need to get some wind vortices going to, to spread it around. But, yeah, that's their COVID. It's mixing with my COVID. Yeah. And you're just seeing all these. Pl- I'm seeing these businesses opening up. And I'm like, I mean, there were these strong, like, these places you walk by and you fucking see the signs on the door that say, after 23 years of service, we're having yeah. to close our doors now. So that what? So that another ice cream shop with a sex theme can open up and close in two weeks, you know? It's, right. It's just fucking, there is no help out there. There's just none. No help. Yeah, and it's it's also scams all the way up. I mean, being a small business owner running a scam on the government, it's you you do have you don't have rainy day funds. You know, that's like an Apple thing where they'll take twenty three million dollars and set it aside overseas somewhere where it can't be touched. But your average, like the 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 restaurants down the street from you, they got enough to make it until next month. Uh, if if no new sales come in, like it, it's it's done in a month. You know exactly. I don't know. Hold on, I'm hearing. So did the listeners hear that? Did we lose our? I think we did. Did we? Jason's fixing it. Uh, did we? Uh, did we lose the host connection? It's showing. You want to try oh, to take okay. a call? Yeah, let's take a call. Hey, call. Hopefully, we didn't fuck you with our technical difficulties. Who is it? Hey, 
It's uh, Russell. I'm a, a teacher out in Texas. What's We're up, Russell? Teachers. How's it going Another tonight? teacher on the phone. Yeah. Hey, you know. Pretty good. We, I, we love the teachers. I, they, we, they all say that teachers are our future. Do they? No, that's children. But I was just making that up to make the Russell teachers feel are good. The teachers are though, really. My <laughs> my daughter's teacher is so amazing. He impresses me like the way that he just rolls through like conversations with seven year olds all day long, and is just like an expert at it. Yeah. What grade do you teach, Russell? <laughs> I teach tenth grade, actually. Lucky. That's what I want. I wanted to teach high school when I was when I was going to teach. So, what's going on tonight? I uh, I was calling you guys because that episode you guys recorded about about getting the cheese that oh, made me my- laugh my ass off. Who? So funny. <laughs> Thank you. Who moved my cheese? <laughs> it yeah. was right here, and it's like. I, I've known about that story for a long time, and it does. It is the way I think about like trying to get through the the wor- world of of work. Is always having to shift your expectations and then figure out where that new cheese is. But it's also a situation where like the managers that will will tell you about that story, absolute worst managers you could ever have. Oh, They're yeah. moving your cheese all the time. <laughs> That's the thing, right? It's like that story, I you know, I know that during the show, I was like, you got to find out who moved the cheese. The person who moves the cheese is the man. It's not your immediate manager. It's the one above your immediate manager, if that makes sense. He moves the cheese. And then your manager's like, I don't know who moves the cheese, you know, and you're like, who moved my cheese? That's how that's how it's the hierarchy here. Honestly, the the job that I had to read the book, um, I worked in like a literal boiler room. A friend of a friend that had a, fr- a frat with another guy set up a sales room um, with the most slapped together furnishings I've ever seen in my fucking life. And uh, that was that's that was who my cheese boss. Terrible person, completely cynical and uh, black hearted human with no soul. Yeah, it's like if you're the one moving the cheese, don't talk about it. It's a sore subject for everyone else. <laughs> don't try to like push that on your employer. Yeah, we liked it. We know you got it. We liked it too. Right. But Jesus, don't blame us. <laughs> but the other thing I've been thinking about, and this this is related to moving the cheese, is I was thinking last week about how crazy it was last spring. Because it really did feel like the employee, uh, the the class of managers really lost control of people for a few months. Like, do you remember people talking about like picking up a new hobby and making bread, and like people talking about having extra time, and that that stuff's all over now. They they figured out how to put the boot back on everyone, and everyone's everyone's miserable again. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, they have the, I mean, people, I think it is possible that people are being quieter about it, you know, because they got caught (laughs) in those, those times, but they've also (laughs) figured out how to catch, there's apps now that are there to catch you fucking around. And I think people are even just worried that even if they don't know if the company has one of those apps, I think people are just worried that the company has one of those apps and they're not telling anybody. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but yeah, the hobby stuff that all ended. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, this year, I mean, I'm still trying to square it myself, but there has been some flash in the pan moments. You know, the George Floyd was a very inspiring big moment. And I think even more this earlier this spring when people were like really gracious for grocery store employees and like Amazon driver or delivery drivers and stuff. Like, I think that that sentiment and the way the wellspring of that sentiment is something that I, I wish would have stayed around. And, and I think maybe there, but we totally have lost the narrative now everybody's talking about how they have a they had there there's like computer printouts on the wall that says you are a hero and it's like bleached by the sun and the ink is running and shit <laughs> yeah. and they don't get hero pay anymore and <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 for sure like that i mean it's weird because you look at it and you're like things weren't even as bad i mean i guess it's an odd thing i i guess i could tell this story real quick i i uh uh got a covid test congratulations uh, last week negative everybody uh was never a risk at all of me getting covid i mean there's always a risk there's a lot of people that have it in ohio but uh uh i did not i was not exhibiting any symptoms my i said my tongue feels weird and uh i threw up earlier today was why i got the test and the doctor was really just like could tell i didn't have it but was explaining to me like you know people aren't getting it from their hands are you wearing a mask? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, even if you get it with a mask, you're probably gonna not get a bad case. But then she looked at me at, like real sweetly and was like, you want me to give you a COVID test? And I was like, <laughs> sure. little baby, you've been here coming crying for your COVID test. But like, uh, those early days when they were paying them hero paid, I, you know, they weren't paying them enough. Because it was really scary. We did not was, know how people were getting this thing. There was fucking temporary hospitals set up in Central Park, New York on the news. Yeah, because we didn't know how people were getting it. Right. It was, it was rampant, yes. And it's crazy now. Like, we know how people are getting it and they, don't, they just keep doing it. <laughs> you know, like, we know. That, that Northeastern wedding killed seven people at a retirement home. Yeah, and there's an Ohio super spreader wedding I I was reading about earlier today. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine being the bride and groom of that wedding? Ugh. This is why you don't do it, folks. This is why we can't punt this, as they say. We can't just say it's over. We're bored with it. It's yeah. over. Because it, it's they every day I see something in the news that says like uh uh scientist says america is bordering on calamity and it's like calamity when's the last time there was calamity right it's been a while god damn why did i have to live through covid and 9 11 like why did that have to happen while i was alive uh yeah you know how many years there was nothing going on with like the there's biggest, always been something how many years the big there was like a period where like the biggest thing that happened was princess diana you know what I mean, Diane? And now it's like, oh, fucking 9-11. Well, everybody also lost all their money, and the, the, the economy melted down in 89. Like, I was yeah. talking to Erica. It was like, every 10 years, you lose everything, and you have to, like, chisel it back together. True. It's COVID. Then it's, like, the market crashing in 09. Then it's Y2K in 01. Then it's fucking 89 as Chrysler goes down. There's just always going. They always fucking destroy 
any anything you get. You got the clock has been reset. You got ten more years to try to get as much money as you can because it's gonna they're gonna fucking knock you down again, no matter what it is. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Sorry, yeah. caller. What did you call in for? Well, he was. We were talking about how we had the world for a little while there. <laughs> been yeah, a while. Yeah, basically. So, yeah. It was, it was great talking to you guys, and, and thanks for the laughs and, and solidarity with all my street fight teachers tonight. Yeah, have a good have a good weekend. Thanks for calling, Russell. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing Later. is like when that doctor started explaining to me how you get it, I kind of she was like, "You haven't like looked into how you get it," and I was like, "No, I just keep reading about the vaccine. Like I just literally I read about the vaccine and I read about the doom and gloom." Never have I decided to read about how you get it. You don't want to prepare for it? You don't want to like be, be know how to combat it? No, I thought I knew how you got it. By, you but you never eyes. read, but you you just thought you would assume you you just assumed or what? I thought it was touching your eyes. That's pink eye. No, no, no. Touching your eyes, scratching your nose. Okay. Remember when they were saying that's Who what said it was? That? Early on, they were saying touching your eyes. That's the last time you checked on how you how it how you get it. Yeah, Yeah. no idea. They've they've done actually. There's been a lot of words spilled, digital ink spilled, uh, explaining how to get it, how you get it. There's there's like whole interactive websites that will show you like people spitting on each other and like the percentages of of viral load and all that stuff. Yeah. So do that. So I I ended up. She ends up telling me like. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's people breathing in the actual droplets out of the air. As soon as she said that, I was like, it's these motherfuckers at these restaurants. That's what it is. I I can't. It's private parties. You think it's private parties, too? Yes, it absolutely is. People that get together. The more time you spend inside with somebody, that's what happens. Like Once you get past two hours, everybody's getting COVID. Like if you have multiple households together and you know what, that was the thing about our Thanksgiving. We had two households together and it was kind of, kind of not hitting, but not really three households is when there's some dynamism, you know, like that's when the the party gets going. Like, so that's like, that's, that's really what it is. Yeah, that's true. It's, it is, it's more fun when you get three, four people three household households you gotta get three households hey it's gonna happen again it's like juggling man you just gotta keep it in the air it's a party right so i keep telling katie it's just like we're gonna go to concerts again yeah yeah spit on each other we're gonna fucking have the best time yep all those good times are gonna come back we're just gonna be a year older it's great i mean it's a great test it's honestly like uh something that is a a challenge a worthy challenge for me i I mean i think it's i it's it's a once in a lifetime thing. And I, and I, I, I really, I think that a lot of the bullshit ass depressed people about COVID would have been this way anyways. Like people were this fucking sad and sorry and isolated back in 2019. COVID is just a worthy excuse to me. One of the, one of the things I don't like about it is, is that we worked more this year. Sure. I hated that. That irritated. I thought it was fun. I mean, it was a good way to pass the time. I know. But I don't, I, 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 oh my God. I gotta tell you, we took three weeks off last year. Uh huh. Along with taking, you know, getting out of town on tours and stuff like that. Yeah. We had no time off this year. Um, there's a lot of time off. When? 
I mean, you, there's, you can't go anywhere or do anything. So the, normally when you'd be going somewhere or doing something, you had it open to do whatever we wanted. True. I took six days off this I've been couch surfing week. like crazy, dude. Six days. Yeah. This, we just, I just had six days off and uh, uh, not enough. But fucking yesterday, I was like, it's not enough. I needed, I needed five more days. I need three weeks. You're always unsatisfied. No, I'm just, I burn out. You know what I mean? But I'm not, to the listeners, I'm not burnt out right now. I'm, I'm fine. I just, you know, I were, I am, t- I talk, my job is the talking in the microphone part of this thing. You know <laughs> what I mean? And I do it a lot. I do it four days a week usually, which is stupid. And I shouldn't be doing it. And I should have boundaries around my work and stuff like mm. that. Yeah, people gotta make hamburgers five days a week. I I know that. I know that. But if it but if I don't have to, you understand what I'm saying? Like like if I don't have to talk into a mic four days a week, what the fuck am I doing it for if there's so much consternation in my brain about it? You know? Mm-hmm. I don't have to. Three times tops is the three. Only three has to happen. The other ones I'm just doing because it's just like, eh, let's just do another one, you know? Let's just do another one. Yeah. I had an idea. I had an idea. I had an idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Blabbing into a microphone comes pretty easy to me. It's the spreadsheets and the uh, the juggling funds is the problem. It's being a small business that only has enough for 30 days <laughs> if something bad happens, you know? Yeah. 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 I want to play video games, man. Get them. I mean, this is, I mean, you haven't played, it's been nine months of fucking quarantine. You haven't considered video games yet? My wife is not. Like, why we watch TV together. Okay. Like, I just... So sweet. It's all together so with me and my family. You know, I don't have time. Absolutely. All right, next call. Yeah. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Have a happy holidays. <sighs> don't even start, dude. What? <laughs> How y'all doing? We're great. Who's this? I said, don't even start with that holiday shit. Well, it's the holidays. It's the holiday season. You have to deal with the harsh realities of... And, you know, I'm going to tell you the truth about the holidays this year. Uh, I I feel like if this was my brokest era... Okay, so this year I have a little... Financially, it's not going to kill me, okay, to do the holidays. If, If this year was broke year, like five years ago... When I was super broke, I couldn't afford to do the holidays. I just wouldn't do it this year. I would <laughs> abstain. I'd just be like, I'm not. I, I can't see each other. Might as well not buy presents. <laughs> That's exactly. I'm telling you, if I was broke, I spent I spent a lot on Thanksgiving this year because it was still like a special occasion. We we wanted to cook like. We wanted to do special shit, you know, but like if I was broke this year, Thanksgiving would have been nothing. It would have fucking been nothing, dude. And I would have yeah. been like, you know what? We're not doing anything because you can't. And then I I would tell everybody in my life you can't do it. And uh, uh, Christmas is the same mm-hmm. way. We need to get to a point where people understand that Christmas is too much unless they're going to toss us some moolah. You know what I mean? Again, free rent December is the fucking goal. 
of my movement. Free rent December. Free bills, really. Uh, so what what's going on tonight? <laughs> oh, well, um, I just wanted to complain about both my jobs. Because um, neither, neither of them do people wear masks. Oh, where? Uh, what, what kind of work? Employees, uh, wedding caterer and well, subcontractor. Wedding caterer. <sighs> they don't wear masks. Is it outdoors? Well, we outdoors and indoors. We wear masks, but the people don't. Right. Um, yeah, I had somebody. I was talking to someone earlier today that works in a restaurant uh, that that was saying something similar. Uh, how they just, as soon as people sit down at the table, they feel like it's the old times. They just start wandering around the fucking dining room, touching everything, spitting on shit, putting oh, yeah, everything no in their there. fucking mouth. Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. Um, one of the events we worked, they didn't even bring hand sanitizer. Great. Oh, my God. You know, I did, I, yeah. I actually, I did so. read an interesting article about um, two hairstylists um, that were very extreme with their mask wearing. And uh, they were able to not infect any of their clients. So, you know, a friend of mine went to go get a part-time job at a pizza place. And on the first day, everybody, like, as soon as the customers left, they all ripped their masks off. And she was like, no, not going to do that. But... not that I, I don't think this is the this isn't the the solution or anything. But if you if you're in a work environment that has strict mass compliance and everybody is down for it, uh, it seems to at least give a, the minimize minimize the uh, the chances of, of contracting COVID. Well, and I'll tell you this, and I want to tell the caller this. When I did talk to the doctor, the doctor mentioned that like the worst cases are people huffing it because they're not wearing a mask. Like they're they're because the mat you know we're we're told that the mask doesn't protect us and it protects other people, but it does keep less of the droplets from getting into you and you you might get a more mild yeah, case. Sure. And I, but it, it, I truly have no idea how people are expected to not get it. At, at a job like this like i don't know how yeah. i what it oh. what is being said by your bosses oh my the the catering they're like yeah wear your mask we don't want it but the contractor i work for um he reads the white papers so he knows that it's not that big of a deal and shit so oh no so yeah yeah i think a lot of people in the in in more blue collar work I think are are definitely the ones that are like their bosses just are. They're, they're fine not, with either way. Do what you what you want. They're not going to believe in this thing. Yeah, they think it's a hoax. You know, it, it's it's really scary. I was thinking yesterday about how the two people they're kind of two two sides when it comes to COVID. One side is listening to epidemiologists and doctors. The other side's listening to like Sean mm-hmm. Hannity yeah. and reading Copypasta on or Facebook. Dinesh D'Souza. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah. just like, you know, you can consider the science or you can consider what's right. And that in America, you're free to do whatever the fuck you want and commerce can happen. Well, they think it's the news, too. Again, True. I think people like that think that, first of all, I think people like that think that you have to be special to have a podcast or a radio show. You have to have a special kind of intellect 
to ha- to to be talking a, a stand up comedian, yeah, to talk into a microphone, you have to be special, and I think that's why they'll listen to people like that when it comes to this. Good point. And I I truly have no idea how to tell them that like I've met a lot of those people and they're stupid. Yeah, <laughs> not the right wing people, but I mean it doesn't take a genius intellect to to get a to make your living talking into a microphone. No, yeah, Ben Shapiro isn't not a special person. No, he, he's he's dumb as shit, but those people believe that those people believe that it's a special type of person that has has succeeded. That's why they're totally okay also with that's why they're totally okay with like people dying that's why they're totally okay with with all of that stuff oh yeah being they're okay with them being they're okay with ben shapiro being super rich because they think he's a super intellect and and that he deserves what he has and it plays into the the wussification the 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 f1 stuff the 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 wrestling stuff where it's like you know the world's tough and everybody some people are gonna die and I don't have to be concerned with that at all. Yeah. You know? And it's like, that's what you want to, that you care about, like, you care about putting that kind of freedom on a pedestal. Freedom to not give a fuck about anybody else versus oh. follow, versus like uh, applying, uh, well known procedures to stop the spread of a fucking virus, you know? No. And these guys are like gun guys. Like the property we're working on right now, it's owned by a guy who owns the Nashville Army. So they're all about like, fucking defending yourself and protecting yourself but when it comes to this it's like oh well i can't see it so it's not a problem you know yeah yeah absolutely this the rush to get the economy back is just i mean I, there's just I'm, I'm so annoyed i i've even i was watching some like network news today and they were asking about uh, uh another uh, stimulus plan or check or something and everybody was kind of like yeah you know whatever that's that's not a real thing anymore like with the, people have just moved past that then like I, I don't know why me the fucking burnout is the only one that wants to have an adult conversation about tackling this virus through monetary payouts to people to stay the fuck home you know like why is it why well, is dummy like me that that is is brave enough to talk about this out loud instead of saying like, yeah, we just gotta make do. The economy's gotta keep grinding people into it, you know. We just have to do that. I don't know. Yeah, and this dude, he was like talking. He was like, I don't care if people are like well paid and fed. I just don't want them eating steak. Like what? It's, it's that kind of mentality. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Who cares? Like just bonkers shit. Rice and yeah. beans and shit, right? Yeah. I really don't care what people eat. I wouldn't eat a steak myself, man. <laughs> uh, Snickers bars. I, I think poor people should be allowed to have Snickers bars and steaks. They should be able to have a steak slash caramello dinner if they want to. And yeah. that should be just fine with us. Popcorn shrimp. They should be able to have. That is the biggest. That's the big lie, right? Is that on the first of the month, you see people with carts full of lobster and steak. And you're like, no, you don't. You you just don't fucking see that. People right. don't have that kind of money. I know that when I was at my brokest, when I was at my lowest points, I would walk up. I would be like, oh, I'd like to have a steak for dinner. And I would walk up and I would pick one up and see the price and be like, well, I'm not having a steak for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> that costs more than a whole meal at Burger King. It's the same person that is flying a sign on a, an overpass looking for money and then folds it up and goes in their BMW. Yeah, those exist. Those definitely uh, exist. Yes. Yeah, people just think the things that people think are are 
I, I don't even know. I have no fucking idea where they go. Well, I know where they come up with the idea, but you know, um, makes it feel better. I mean, it's all about really ego. Yeah. Worship. Yeah. It makes them also feel, I think like people who have been through some shit too, they like feel really good coming out on the other end and they, cause I mean, we both, me and Brett both have people tangentially related to us who have maybe, who have, who have done poorly in their life and then done better and now are on a, a downslide again. I'll just say my in-laws were like, they were doing well for a period of time, but now they're like on a downslide. They were doing okay. And now they're on like a downslide because they can't work. They can't get a job, you know, that pays more than minimum wage. Mm-hmm. And they just feel like nobody yep. deserves anything if they don't have it. You know, and I worked my way out and it's like, mm, you're still, you're back there now. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're back like, to square one. Yeah. But these, man, but the people I deal with, they, they have everything they need. Complete fucking And I just, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to rip that thing on, but I just wanted to dance to it. But thanks, guys. Hey, thank you. Thanks for calling. Have a good night. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, and before I go, can I just tell you a little uh, story at work? Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, here's one's conversation with. Oh, so where do you live? Oh, White House, with all the white people. Ew. Oh, yeah, it's hard to find neighborhoods like that these days. Ew. Where? Is that, at, is that at the Not subcontractor sure. job or is that at the uh, 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 yeah. wedding? Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, that's the kind of stuff. You'll definitely hear at a place yeah. like that. <laughs> Horrible people are out to get married. No, the this was at the <laughs> subcontract. Oh, which, yeah. Which, when I was roofing, I anytime I did any work like that, I heard stuff like that. Right, but right. What are you going to do, you know? I mean, you say, I guess, say something. Just, but you can't really say anything. <laughs> it's true. You just get fired for being mm, trouble. Get yelled at or something. Yeah. Right. Well, thanks for calling in. Peace. All right, thank you, guys. Have a good night. Oh, that sucks. All right. Take another call? I thought we were taking a break. Do you want to take a break? break? Well, you might as well take a break. Yeah, Yeah, we've got four people in the chat. I'm going to make sure Jason knows. uh, In the chat? We've got four people in the queue. Well, you don't tell them that. Now, if we take a break, then... A bunch of people will jump in. People are going to call in. We're going to have 10 people in the queue, and we're going to have to work two hours straight, which is... That's crazy talk. Well, it might happen. Uh, but, uh, we are going to take a break and, uh, we will be back this week. We have some music from Dugatron. 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 Here's what they had to say. Oh, come on. Show me that sweet website. Uh, love the show. Just started listening in May. I wanted to submit my band Dugatron's music to play on the Sunday night call-in shows. We mostly make techno. Oh, it's reloading. Jason's about to start playing it. So, is he looking for the file? Here we go. Uh, we mostly make tick techno. We're from outside of Detroit, so it's an important thing around here. Look into underground resistance for a crossover of left slash Afro futurist politics and techno. I love Detroit techno, of course. Uh, but we've de- released a new, s- a few singles this year where we're dabbling with fusing in some rock influence that might be a fit for Street Fight. I think Beaches or Audrey Witherspoon are probably the best fit. They're kind of long, both in the eight minute range. 
well, not long enough, but maybe you'd appreciate a longer break in the live broadcast. Uh, let's see. I sent over to Jason a 34 minute long song, uh, which is not going to be something that we do for the entire break, but Mr. enjoy Dugatron until we come back Mr. in like Honesty 10 minutes over here. Too much? Am I telling too much? You are. Too behind the scenes. Uh, we're Street Fight Radio. After the break, we're going to give you the winners of our call and sit competition. It's coming. Uh, Jason, are you ready to go? We've got, uh, we've, Jason is on quarantine basically because Thanksgiving is, seemed like a super spreader event. I saw on Instagram stories all kinds of people that had excuses for why they were meeting with a dozen people on Thanksgiving. Um, but this is Dugatron. Enjoy it. We're Street Fight. Peace.
first time all right welcome back to street fight radio we're back from the break if you like that music it's available at dugatron.bandcamp.com they've got a lot of different mixes there if you're into that electronic shit straight out of michigan the heart of it all for that disco dance electronic style shit so dugatron.bandcamp.com thanks for sending it in if you've got music you want to send in you can do that send it to us on any of the Social media channels were Street Fight WCRS on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube. You can also message us at streetfightradio.com or just send an email straight to streetfightradio at gmail.com. Thanks for watching and tuning in. And if you got that Amazon Prime, you know, we, we are a KGB crowd here. A KJB. <laughs> well, some are KGB too. But uh KJB crowd here. And... uh but you know, people do have that Amazon subscription. You get a free sub, you get a free subscription once a month on Twitch. So if, if you head to twitch.tv slash Street Radio, you can use your free subscription. It'll give us like three bucks, and that helps us out. Otherwise, spread this mess across the U.S. Tell your friends, family, anybody that may be into it, and uh, support us on Patreon.com. The only reason that we can keep this thing afloat and not try to sell you mattresses or underwear is we get support from the listeners. So patreon.com slash Fight radio and get access to all of our zines, audio and video files. You ready to do this? Yeah. Actually got to announce the winner. We do have to announce the winner, but I wanted to say one thing talking about Christmas a little bit. I also 
very much into the Christmas spirit, but this year I, I am definitely tempered my excitement. I know it's a fucked up Christmas for a lot of people, you know? Uh, for me, it is... We know. Uh, you know, I don't mind Christmas as much as I used to because it's not like... It doesn't kill me as much as it used to, but, uh, you know, I still want to do good presents. That's my thing. I still want to give out good presents this year. It's just... It's like now I'm ordering them already because it's like they have to get delivered. Yeah. And now I have to worry about Katie opening boxes yep. and shit like that's going to be difficult. I said, don't fucking open anything. Yeah. Until I get home. So yeah. now she's not opening anything. You sent something to the house for her to do work. She didn't open it. Right. I was like. Well, you can open That's, that. Yeah, yeah. You know who that was for. Yeah. I bought um, I bought some toys uh, from... I, I did some garage sale so shopping this year. I picked up some stuff at garage sales and Facebook Marketplace. I am trying to spend my money in a place that people need it, you know? Like, yeah. there's people who are selling their fucking shit on Facebook because they need the money, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying... I'm, I'm like... I'm like, you know, both of us have wives that have birthdays right before christmas so we're dealing i'm dealing with like trying to figure out how to make oh that's something i, I should have said this off the air but her birthday is on a sunday so okay we had to apologize to the listeners that sunday but december uh, 12th 13th 13th yeah but uh uh no show the 13th no show on the 13th but yeah i i uh i'm trying to get her like the good shit you know and uh she asked once again you know i first of all on thanksgiving started getting shit for my christmas list from my kid really oh what do you want that for what do you want a knife for i don't know because i want a knife i why I, wouldn't i want a knife most people are also surprised by my christmas list because i'm very childish i'm like i want magic tricks i want video games they're like well, don't you want like an, an electric or don't you want like a leaf blower for outside? And I'm like, no, because I'm going to buy that. Yeah. I go, I go to the damn store and I buy $20 light bulbs because they're the right light bulb to buy. But I really wanted to spend that $20 on like fucking magic cards. That's one of the things I said that's on my list this year is an Apple watch, but with, uh, uh, is, is an Apple watch, but with a, uh, metal band. Right. Because I, I just, no rubber band for me. Okay. Sure. There's plenty of bands. There's a whole band market. Yeah. And uh, my kid is like, why do you even want that? Why does that matter to you? And I'm like, I don't know. Because I wouldn't buy it for myself. And I decided. That doesn't. In a you weird asked, way. Yeah, there's so many useless things that you want. I don't think that one is it. I know. That's like I said, a productivity a device. Way, I said in a weird way, I have this thing in my head, right? That is like uh, uh, adult adult men wear watches. Sure. And I know this is this is toxic masculinity. This is all that stuff. I, I fully understand it. But when I was a kid. I didn't wear a watch. I wore a swatch for a little while, of course. You know, I've always been a stylish gentleman. Uh, uh, but, but like, I remember how adults would put their watches on and they would like, what they would like, uh, uh, you would always see like whenever you saw a dad's hand reach into mm -hmm. something in a movie, they were wearing like a clunky watch. All the arm hair was ripped off around there when they took it off. Yeah. And I said, I want a watch 
but I feel like that's an impractical. It's like less practical to get a watch that just tells time now when there's a watch that does a lot more. So I was well, just like, I want one. I don't know why I want one. And my daughter's just like, you don't need that. And I'm like, fuck, you don't need what I got you. Yeah, Christmas to me is the most frivolous things possible. This That's is how like, I am this too. is shoot the moon type shit. Like, I want the, I want something that doesn't make any goddamn sense because I spend all my money on things that make sense fucking 364 days a year. Exactly. That's where I was. A knife. I said I want a microphone boom arm that you attach to the ceiling. Katie's like, why do you want that? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. We can know. buy that. I just want to. I want to attach a boom arm to the ceiling and pull it down and talk into it. That's. I just look. I'm trying to live my dream of yeah. radio guy. I want to have all the radio guy stuff. So I asked for a boom arm, and she's just. They're like, "Why do you want that? Why do you want a TV in your office? I don't know. I this office now. It's about to turn into my man cave. Okay. And I know having a man cave is is dumb, but I just. It's a room I'm going to go to and shut out steam. the rest of the world. All that cooler with, uh, with all your favorite drinks in there. See, I, uh, that, that's what's funny Mini about fridge. that is like, people think that's the most like amazing thing to me, I think. Cause Nick actually told Brett to tell me that when we film the TV show, there's going to be a cooler with all of my favorite drinks in it. And I'm like, well. <laughs> Gotta be comfortable. There'll be mellows too. <laughs> oh, they're better fucking be. That's in your writer. It is. Mellows are on the rider. Yeah. Anybody emails us for a gig or anything, Mellows are on the rider. Caramel. Even a virtual gig, you got to send a box of them to Brian. I have six of them at home right now. Oh, no, that's not enough. That's me. certainly not enough. You ready to take these calls? That's enough for three days. Yeah. This morning I took the call. Thanks for calling Street we- Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, it's Kiara the Dominatrix. Hey, Kiara, how are you doing tonight? Whew. I am scattered. You're scattered? There's so much going on right now. I'm scattered all the time, so I know the feeling. There is a lot going on. What, uh, you prepping for Cyber Monday? Is that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of um, I was in a... Yeah? Yeah. I want, I, Whenever I hear cyber, I, I just think cyber sex. The yeah. only cybering I ever did was sex. Yeah. Well, I want a, I want an all white tracksuit, okay. white on white, you uh-huh. know, uh-huh. and everything on Adidas.com is thirty percent off tomorrow. Okay, but they don't have an all white tracksuit, so I'm not going to get it. Okay, you know, I'm not. That's another thing I asked for for Christmas that I got heat for. Why do you want an all white tracksuit? I don't know because it looks fabulous. Like, yeah, it's very. If I'm going to wear a tracksuit, <laughs> I want it to look fabulous. Also, a fucking dirty ass tracksuit is kind of a, a good look too, like a completely filthy one. Yeah, yeah that's that's you've lived. Just the kratom stains on it alone are going to be amazing. Uh, oh, I tried kratom for the first time since last we talked. How's that? I got a kidney stone for the first time. Oh, those are rough. I didn't feel the kidney stones, so I think it went well. Yeah, you said the kratom helped. The kratom helped with the pain. Yeah, and it didn't make me feel like completely stupid and almost hallucinatory like uh, Tylenol fours do. I'm real, real lightweight when it comes to opiates like that. Yeah, I uh, well, I had to get my wisdom teeth pulled out a few years back, and they gave me like six fucking pills to last two weeks until the surgery. 
and it was Kratom that that, that uh, helped me to the the actual date. Yeah, they don't want to give you the real stuff anymore. That they they handed out too much of it, and now they're like, oh, now we can't hand it out no more. Right. It sucks. So everybody else has got to suffer from their bad decisions, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. That's what makes me crazy. They they hate us. They they because I mean I I would have liked to have had you know more. Oh, I would have preferred just over the counter pill. I would just prescription pills would have been better. But yeah, those are nice. Those are nice. Um. Mm-hmm. So what's going on? Uh, so much, but uh, the thing that got me to call in tonight was uh, I I waffled back and forth for three days on whether or not I should post screenshots of a fellow sex worker being extremely racist, Oof. like using the N-word but scarring bits out instead doesn't make it okay, in my opinion. Uh-huh, agreed. Was it, was it like yeah. uh, uh, in an in uh what's the word did they think they were being like did they i'm trying to figure out the way to say this did they think they were being friendly by saying it or did they think that like they were being racist by saying it not that they that matters they were being cute and mm-hmm. like you know they they have this whole tirade i posted 20 tweets you know how you can do a tweet thread mm-hmm Mine was 20 tweets long with screenshots from the stuff. Really? Just like, yeah. And I did it from my side account in case I got banned because, you know, things are crazy right now. Yeah. And they side with racists usually. You can get, you get, you can get banned for bullying. Right. For bullying racists. uh, It it has exploded. I'm going to check the tweet thread right now but uh we are currently at 96 quoted tweets and 137 just regular retweets oh that's yeah. uh i mean you did the right thing um yeah. uh, you know the the, the cancel call uh, cancel culture is a is a is a concept it's a it's a word but you know they're going to get ran through the mud and, and then they'll find something else to do later they're they're not going to lose their lives or go to fucking jail over it you know they're going to hopefully learn something and and stop doing it you probably know? not going to lose anything to tell you the truth like i mean i i don't know they got like, like 145,000 followers wow how does and i was just like how does something like that work in that community like and in that community how does i mean how is that kind of thing received really well um i don't know if you're familiar with alana evans i am not Mm -hmm. no she's she's a big time porn actress and she's president of the apag union which is a porn actors union Gonna open up super big. a private tab real quick. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and she's got you know five hundred and thirty-two thousand followers, and she jumped in and she was like, "Forget those racists! I'll promote you for being a good person and outing them." <laughs> yeah. So that felt good. That felt indicating. Are people like real? So are people like mad at you about it? Some, I mean, obviously the ones that I, you know, quoted or uh, 
posted the screenshots of are. And then a lot of people are like, oh, you're just doing this for clout. You just want drama. You just want followers and you want all the attention. I'm like, no, I want the racist to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used to, um, I mean, I used to, to talk about it, but there, I, I wanted to do a stand up routine that revolved around like being a white guy and how there's this very nervous moment when you, you're like at a job or, or at a party or something, you're around two or three other white guys and all of a sudden you're like a group of white guys and I, there's just anything can be said at that point. Uh, there people really assume a lot uh, about how you feel or what you think is funny or what's okay. And uh, I, I've always been unliked because I, I don't handle that stuff well. I usually out people or, or make a scene. Uh, but I, I, you did the right thing. That's, that's not why you're unliked. <laughs> sure. There's plenty of reasons. <laughs> he, Brett will. Brett, Brett does not fuck around, though. He, he, he definitely doesn't fuck around. He will let people know when they've crossed the line. I'm the same way. What I said, well, they, I went, hey, I'm not comfortable with this conversation. And I left. And the girl who was being racist then was like, oh, well, if people are leaving, then they don't get any help from me. And she left the group because the group was for promoting each other. Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) You can't get help from my 145,000 followers if you don't like my racist jokes. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, when people get busted doing racism, they do freak out a little bit, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's a panic that sets in. I worked with this guy for years that uh, uh, he's racist as shit. Don't believe they are. He he believes he is. Oh, okay. He's openly very racist. Okay. (laughs) And, uh, um, you know, he he was friends with a, a lot of the black people at work. He talked to them and was jovial and nice to them. And I think he saw them as, you know, they're, they're good. These are good ones. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, I know for a fact that he was terrified that people were going to find out that he was posting on Stormfront and shit. And it just always was like, people always say that racists are are uh uh cowards and it's like uh uh yeah they that's are. yeah it's cowardly it's, it's a, if you really believe this shit then maybe you wear it on your sleeve you you go out there and you are that person you know yeah i mean it takes a very low person to to make those type of jokes i mean you're just it, it's just the worst and uh yeah i don't think that it should be allowed i mean um, everybody knows it's not okay. Everybody, you know, we talk about it openly and people, you know, say they aren't racist. That's what I was going to say is I think that for someone like that, they probably consider themselves not racist, but just like an edgy comedian of some sorts, which is like, you have to get out of that for sure. It's, it's not, it's, 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 it's not going to work. And until, and I mean, you know, if you do it over and over again and it causes problems, that, that's supposed to correct your behavior. And if it never corrects your behavior, hopefully you get fucking ruined. I mean, hopefully your life is ruined is all I can say. Well, the problem is like once the girl left in her huff, you know, the owner of the group added me back into the group and then the next day, the owner of the group and her friend were like, oh, can we add our friend back? Can you please unblock her? And I was like, no, 
Because if you have a table full of nine people and that nine people agrees to invite a Nazi to dinner, then that's 10 Nazis having dinner. Right. Mm. Like, I'm not going to be associated with that. Yeah, I mean. blocked me for calling them Nazis. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and I, yeah, I mean, polite society is how this stuff proliferates. This is absolutely what is happening on all kinds of white people's decks all the fucking time. Is uh, someone says something crazy, and and two thirds of the crowd is just wants everyone to get along again, and they don't, they're not really concerned that their friend is spreading hate or, or you know, using racism for jokes. Right, but you know, like George Floyd deserved it, and everything is what mm. she was saying, and oh, I just God. like I cannot with that. Yeah, it was bad. Like I can link it in the chat. I don't want to trigger anybody, but it. It's serious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got it from my personal experience. Just the the feeling the the feeling of not doing anything will will eat you up, and, and it's going to wake you up in the middle of the night for the rest of your life. And uh, you know, if you don't think about it, if you don't weigh the feelings of everybody else, and you follow what's right, you follow what's true, you you do the right thing. Uh, you just have you'll come out on the other side and it may be messy or ugly or not something you wanted to deal with but but you did what was right at the end of the day you have you have a firm foundation to stand on uh that that you can start building things back at the end of it you you have a you have a firm place to, that you're standing from an ethical position that um people can orient themselves around it the cowards can you know can shy away from you or whatever it may be but you also earn the respect of a lot more people for sure. Beautiful. Well, That's Kiara, all I wanted to bitch about. I mean, I... <laughs> well, thanks for calling in. It's good to hear from you. Me too. You should follow me back on Twitter, Brian. Brett follows me. Oh, geez. I'm sorry. I didn't know okay. I wasn't. <laughs> New account. New account. <laughs> Got ice. Yeah, yeah. I'm just giving you shit. <laughs> <laughs> thanks again for all the advice. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. Brad, I gotta tell you something. Some bad news. What? I got bad news. They don't sell white tracksuits. Well, white on white. You're, you. Why does it have to be that brand? It doesn't. I'm looking at Nike too. Okay, just any. Well, I did find a pair of Tech Essentials, Nike Sportswear Tech Essentials white pants. No, I don't need Adidas. I actually would prefer Nike, right? Because I wear Nike shoes. And uh, uh, I don't want to get caught perping, as they sure. say. Important. Yeah. People would have murdered me at school for that. Right? Sure. But no, I mean, I, it's not Adidas, just Adidas for me, but they nobody makes them. I think white has become such an un... This sounds like a political statement. Now, I don't even want to say it. But you know how people just don't want to wear white anymore because they're like, oh, it's going to stain and all yeah. this stuff. But it's also the freshest and cleanest. It's the. I mean, you have to get sweats, man, because all the highlights. It looks like all the highlights. Puma, Adidas, any of them. They're going to put a colorful stripe down the side. I mean, you're you're ninety ninety percent white fabric, though. I know, but you want the white stripes or the gold stripes. Have you? Have you good? I I. You know what? I you kind of sound my like my wife here. Some gradient. Have you seen this? Is this something that you've seen, or just something that you would like to have? Because usually, what you'd like to have isn't always available it might be something that i would just like to have yeah i would say go with what you can see well now all the track suits i find on the adidas website right i'm like oh dip that is 
that's fly, right? Yeah. And I click it, and it's a kid's. Right. They only make it for kids. I have a lot of kid shoes I see that I want to get <laughs> what, in my size. Why they make the kids stuff so cool? You know, my, when Is I Is there like an 8X kid's size? Sure. If I have to. If I have to. <laughs> it would fit me by a kid size that's like 10X. Right. And then I can put them on. I'm a, I want a velour one. That's what I'm going for. Purple velour dra- tracksuit is where... Uh, that's going to be my leisure wear this You uh, want to look like a Crown Royal bag. Yep, exactly. I like it, dude. The I velvety, like it. That's what I'm going for. I have one picked out, but it, it's a Christmas list thing. If you want to uh, follow along with uh, Dominic Chiara, uh, she's at Twitter, at HypnoFemdom. She'll take your money and make you feel bad about it. So get make on there. Feel bad about it. And now this suit Shameful. I found that I won is three hundred fucking dollars. Sounds like you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hello. Howdy. Hello. Who's this? Ah, Law Salam. This is Zuleha. Well, I'm sorry. What was that? Rika. Oh, what's up, Eureka? <laughs> Zuleika. Okay. We're having a hard... I'm sorry. It's it's kind of low, the connection. Zuleika? What's going on tonight? Let me switch off the speaker. Hold on. I got ah, yes, that might be it. That might be it, though. But I like to be on speaker when I'm waiting on hold anyway, so I know Got the feeling, to. you know? Yes, around, okay. Rock I'm around back. The yes, I hate uh, holding a phone up to my ear. I do, too. I do, too. And, and like, if you have, like, earbuds, you know, they, like, can sometimes still be very quiet. And my, my AirPods work one quarter of the time. If I got a phone to my ear, I got to be walking. I'm usually pacing around the whole house yeah, for however sweating. long it takes to get it done. You sweat on the side of the glass. <laughs> yeah, that's how I am too. You hold your now that phones are all glass, you like get them all wet on the on the side of your face. So, uh, so what's yeah, going on? Like, I'm a sweaty brown person, so it's nasty when there's a phone on my face. But anyway. <laughs> Same here. I'm well. I'm sweating. Uh, yeah. I'm actually originally from Cleveland, and Ooh. my fabulous accent. And I'm calling in because I just wanted to speak to some like leftists from Ohio. Because good God, do I miss it? Which sounds weird. Nobody misses Cleveland, but I do. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I've I lived in D.C. and Dallas. Uh, Ohio still feels like home. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of people that live on the coast now that say that they just want to remember staying up till two in the morning and having people with our accents talk shit like this. <laughs> it's, a, it's a warm comfort to uh, hear yeah. people that say, you know, uh, Ope and drink ranch dressing. You Ope? Know. Yeah. When you trying to get by somebody, Ope? Ope, yeah. You don't say Ope when you try to get somebody? I do. I actually say sorry, but I don't <laughs> mean... Ope. Sorry. Oh yeah, sorry. I say sorry to everything. Yeah, you got to apologize. Vancouver, I told you You should. I, most of Ohio people apologize for existing, basically. Yeah, I mean, we should. We've done a lot. Yeah. Okay, we've done a lot of bad stuff. 
Or not bad stuff. I just want to kinda... apologize for the electoral college. I'm like, sorry, here's a bunch of money. Sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big sorry person. I, I mean, like, even if I walk by a person who's like panhandling and I don't have any money in my pocket, I, I like look at them and like this. I, I always think about how dumb this is, but I look at them. I go, oh, I'm so sorry. That's not dumb. You, you don't think that because it, it's like no. they don't have money either. Is what I'm trying to... Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, I had a guy come by and he... he I, like, checked in my wallet and I was like, Oh, man, sorry, I don't have any money on him. And he said, God damn, man, thank you for just acknowledging me. Everybody just walks by me like I don't fucking exist. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I just... I, I like... For me, it's like I feel bad that I don't carry cash on me. I, you know, I've, I've gotten... I've bought people meals before. I always... I mean, but other than that, I, I haven't ever, I just say, sorry. All I always time. acknowledge, I'm always say I don't have anything on me. I mean, I'm not even carrying, here's the thing when it comes to cash, you know, I'm not even using my card anymore. I'm just using my phone. I don't even like to go to a place that doesn't do contactless payment, which by the way, and, and I'm going to, I, I'm sorry to do this on this call. This is fucking ridiculous that they make you type in your pin on the keypad. Fucking right. When you pay with your phone. Like we're trying not to do that. That's why we're doing the phone pet bunk. Right. You know, it's just a little tap, but then you fucking tap and then it's like credit or debit. You still got to touch the goddamn thing. We're trying not to touch it. Right. That's the fucking point. Contactless with an asterisk. Yeah. Every place. There are a few places that like will just let you walk out of there without hitting the buttons. But pretty much every place makes you hit the buttons. And another thing about the buttons. Whoa. I, I'm, a, I'm a rant comedian now. Another thing about the buttons. They stick this like shield on them. Right? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you heard this? They put like this, this clear plastic, plastic on it. What the fuck is the point of that? Prevents the crumbs going between the buttons, maybe? No! It's supposed to be a germs thing. That's the reason right, they're doing it. but they never it. replace it. It's theater. It's 100% <laughs> theater. Because they, if it was a real thing, you'd replace it after every single person. They would never do that. Right? Yes. Thank you. Brett's like giving me a look. It's like, no. I agree. If you, I'm not a guy, I'm not, look, I'm not even freaking out about germs. That's not the kind of guy I am or anything. I'm freaking out about theater. This is theater. Right. We don't need this. We got to cut it out. You know, just cut all this shit out. You know, the, 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 uh, you got to wear a mask in a restaurant until you sit down. Then you can take the mask off. Why the fuck do you have to wear it in there? Why do you even have to put it on to go in there? You're not breathe when you eat. Like I'm very concerned. I know. I know. Yeah. I can't. I. I just. I don't know. Like what? I don't know what we do. Like I don't know why we do all this stuff that is unnecessary to make money. Someone has to make money. Everybody has That's to make true. money. The only That's reason true. we're doing this is because we have to make money, or else we'll die. Yeah, you're right about that. I, I mean, mean, yeah. But it's just goofy. It, it's like nobody nobody said. I told Brett this last week, and I might have said this on the show, but I'll just say it again. 
uh, I was telling Brett this last week that I was walking by a bar with my wife the other night. We were we were out on one of our night walks, and they let a guy in wearing a fucking ski mask because technically it's a mask, and they let him walk in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the rules. It's just, uh, yeah, it's outrageous what's going on out there. They're like, I don't know why it's fucking, I don't know why the numbers are, are so high. I'll fucking tell you why. Because people are in the restaurants, packed ass fucking restaurants and not packed, you know, they don't look busy. Some do. Some, yeah, the one by my house. Yeah, that's the one you're really remembering. Too busy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's one by my house that's very busy. Yeah. But it just is like, we should just do the things that we have to do to limit this and stop pretending. The the pretending is frustrating to me. Very frustrating. Any other Ohio issues you would like? <laughs> Thank to you for calling in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just yelled while you're on the phone. Well, actually, the main reason I wanted to call is because uh, my brother got COVID, and I've told no one outside the family, and it's killing me. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Is Are you in the same city as your yeah. brother? Is he Ohio? No, he's. Uh, I'm in Canada. He's in Los Angeles, California. Oh, ah, see? It's weird. And he got it because his fucking... His boss is a lawyer and he works for a law firm and his boss like never wears a mask and like proudly go out in risky situations and then came in the office showing symptoms and gave it to my brother. Now, thankfully, my brother's fine, but I'm like these fucking capitalists and it's like the most useless profession. It's lawyer. He was like, why don't you have to come into the office? And I'm like, oh, you just have to. It's the rule. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's also, I mean, what the fuck? You, you, these people that are like, well, you know, they can say whatever they goddamn want, but this is my business, and I don't have to wear a mask because I says so. You know, like it's the same thing. The lawyers just say it with a wig on or something. Barristers. That yeah, barristers. Yeah, exactly. The law doth proclaim that the that. outside environment shall not be the same as my business. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Well, I was gonna say, and the front desk, like receptionist they hire, she doesn't believe in it, which I don't know what that means. So that's great. Yeah, if they don't believe, some people don't believe Even in guns either. The, the boss had to go to the hospital. So wow. Yeah, my, I mean, my my friend's boss. Yeah, like my friend's boss was. I still the story was hilarious where he was like, the darndest thing happened. I went to Myrtle Beach and I got COVID. I can't fucking believe it. You know, it's <laughs> the darndest like, thing. Yeah, what the hell? This thing's pretty fucking. Pretty fucking catchable. What the heck, a Rooney? People are getting this. What the ding dong? I mean, when when you say that oh, they I don't, the when you say that they don't think it's real, I was actually listening to, uh, um, a podcast about shock jocks that isn't about shock jocks. It's about other podcasts from a shock jock perspective. That I did the, the, their ideas that, but they had a, a, a stand up comedian on it. That said COVID's a hoax at least seven times on the show. And and they just mean that it's not really happening. Right. Which to me is like very hard. It very just seems hard, hard to, to ignore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess if everything if ever if the entire world is creating media and doing the news and writing articles just to trick me, I, I guess that's the case. That is another thing. That's what I was trying to figure out what the uh 
what the incentive is for the doctors to be lying about this. Like, what? Why are they lying? What, what, can you explain that to me? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I read some bizarre ass shit. Did your did your brother like? So he he's kind of he's feeling better and, and kind of got past it. Uh, what was the boss like? Like what 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 did the bosses? What was the boss's response to this? Well, um, I think he might have recently just gotten out of the hospital, and they are still saying that like, oh, once everyone recovers, everyone still has to come back in the office. And I'm like, what? So more people can get sick? Like, what's the plan? Like, this work from home. Your lawyers, all you do is write shit down. That's true. It is. It is weird. Send emails. Yeah. Look at documents. I mean, I if people aren't going into court, are they? I don't think. Not in California. No, court is virtual. Yeah, you don't have to be there. They just They're want you there. Yeah, they just they want him yeah, exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah, it's a power move. People want to feel powerful, you know, and they yeah, they want to feel like it's like, it's know. their business. This is my business, and uh, that I I decide what you do. You work for me, and that is that sucks, you know. But I mean, that's what a lot of people are going through. So, ugh, this shit makes me so mad. I hope I hope we gave you some Ohio talk, a uh, uh, little bit of Ohio yeah, going on you. there, and uh, uh, we scratched that itch. Yes, I'm a northeast Ohioan, but central Ohio will do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like Cleveland. I, me and Brett actually enjoy Cleveland. Every time we've gone up there, well, one time we went up there it was terrible, but then the other time we went up there it was great, and and we even spent three days there the the last time we went up there and just kind of stayed with our wives and and hung around in the town and it was it's a really cool place actually yes i love it and it's i miss a, the food someone sent me a casada cake good lord <laughs> it gets a bad rap cleveland gets a bad rap from people from new york and stuff and uh i think it's a great city i yeah. think it's fun it's cool. It's cheap. It doesn't cost as much. It's so. very old world. It just feels like old world. It's more closer to Pittsburgh. Columbus doesn't have the same like uh, history and charm that I think Cleveland has. Columbus doesn't have any history or charm. That's the no, charm. That's Columbus's <laughs> charm. It's actually no history. There is none. <laughs> well, thanks for calling in. Columbus, circa 1920. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank yeah. you. Thank you. for. Have a good night. Yeah, appreciate it. Let's announce you some too. winners, dude. You want to announce the winners now? Why not? Why not? We can do it. We Why do not? It. All right. Let's see here. So the winner of the call-in competition and one full day off of work, uh, number one, who do you think it's going to be? Uh, first place or yeah. third place? First. Which should we? Wait, how do you do it? You want to start at three, two, one? I think you do three. Okay. Two. Let's do it. One. I like that. Third place. Builds tension. Uh, yes. uh, third place is call number eight, Stray Shine with the back pain. Back pain, laying on the floor. 
Good idea. Good idea, yeah. That, uh, you know, we talked about calling off strategies and all that kind of stuff, but um, the back pain, back spasm is a rip cord that you can definitely pull. Absolutely. Also, they sounded extremely terrified and scared in a way that I sound like when I pull my back out and you just feel like you don't know what's going on and it, everything hurts right now and you're confused. Mm-hmm. So, winner of the t-shirt uh, is back pain. Back pain. At Stray Shine. Uh, I will get a hold of you and, and get your information. Number two here got 35% of the vote. Oh. The, the second round of votes. Uh, was the very first... Wait, no, I'm sorry. Sorry, wrong one. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Poor. Oh, no, 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 no. It's done by color, and I read the color wrong. Call number six, the forceful call-off. Yeah. Lawrence. <laughs> I like that one. I like that forceful talk. People liked just saying, I'm coming in. It's not, I'm not coming in. None of your business. Yeah, none of your beeswax. I don't owe okay? you anything. Are you going to pry? Are you going to pry? I'm sorry. Are you prying right now? Yeah. Are you thinking about prying? No, because I said I'm not coming in. Ugh. I have personal stuff to deal with. Perfect. That was a good one. I like that one. I'm glad that one got a, got a run. And that, that's a donation to the uh, the shoebox. Okay. That's where they said they wanted the money to go. And uh, number one. Number one. It, 50% it, of the vote. Is it Mrs. Smith? Mrs. Smith, the cat lady. Absolute bonkers call off. And the best. Uh, thank you so much for calling in. Uh, we love you. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll send you sixty-four dollars, sixty-eight bucks, sixty-eight forty. Yeah. Also, uh, watch her video, Antifa niece. It's really fucking funny. Uh, right on. She just made a video about us. Like when? Today. About fighting in the street. She asked us. She did. Yeah, she did send a, a message today, and she asked us. Uh, she said that she does not mind us hanging in the streets but she asked us to stop the fighting well and yeah. i told her you know she's a woman of a certain age you know and her fighting days may be over but i i, I can't you know promise i won't be in those streets fighting when the time comes yeah you know we street fight that's what we do that's what it takes to get things done so thank you to everybody that participated we've got some more ideas for calling shows we're gonna make these happen again it, it was a great time uh and Follow, find Mrs. Smith wherever you're at. Uh, she's great. I love her calls. Yeah, it was uh, funny. All right. Uh, next call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, it's Katie. Hey, Katie. How's it going? Not too bad. How are you? Doing well. Great. One of a famous Street Fighter, long lineage. Long, yes. Of, of, <laughs> of, uh, of being in the group. Oh, okay. Helpful comments. Yeah. 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 What's going on tonight, yeah, yeah. Katie? Katie slash Moxie. Um, oh, yeah, I know who you are. <laughs> I have to yeah. be reminded. The egg on Twitter or on TikTok, right? Oh, no worries. Why don't look at TikTok? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, I am. I am the egg on Twi TikTok. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what, what's that? You got to explain Oh, my that. God. So, um, well... I make like one TikTok video every four months or something when I decide I'm like, oh yeah, I'll get into TikTok. And then I do one video and forget about it. Um, but um, because I shave my eyebrows off for drag and I do my makeup for drag in a wig cap that covers my hair, when I'm getting into drag, I look like an egg. Um, Just imagine, so, yeah, no eyebrows and a smooth head. Like, yeah, it's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
But that's the setup. That's yeah, how. That's that's, my, that's, uh, that's, that's the base to make the magic happen. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Katie? Exactly. What's going on tonight? Oh, not too much. Um, I played some D and D with my friends. The session that I'm the uh, dungeon master for. Um, and it was complete chaos, and it was amazing. Fun. We need a dungeon master to do. We we've been wanting to do it for years, but we are uh, uh, so bad at following through on stuff like that. Well, but it's winter and COVID now. We yeah. might be able to do it this year. You know. Yeah, I I think yeah exactly. Katie offered her services. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jake okay. wants. I see Jake wants to do it too. Wants so, to do what? D and D. He wants to play D&D? Yeah, that's what kicked off this whole thing, was that there was a post uh, that Jake made about wanting to do D&D. So, maybe Street Fight D&D coming soon. Okay, I'll play D&D. Yeah. I don't know how to play it. Or it anything. is. Oh, no, you don't You don't have to know. That's what the Dungeon Master is for. Ah. Um, I've taught a couple of different people how to play, so I'm I'm more than comfortable doing that if that is something you would be interested in. Okay, okay, we'll do that uh, uh, sometime soon. I, yeah. It'd be fun. I think so. You, know? uh, you could spend yeah, a lot of time I mean, getting need, the perfect dice. I need some dice. time to prep, but... Yeah, you oh, get to yeah, make up it, your own characters it, and stuff, or do you pick them, or, or how does yep. it all work? No, you... Uh, so basically how characters work is you pick a race, like a fantasy race, and then you pick a class. And those are kind of the very basis of who your character is and what they can do. Um, so you do like billionaire white that, man or something? Up- billionaire white man, is that one of them? <laughs> yeah, you- That's what I'm picking. Um, you could do that with a background. Uh, you pick um, race class background. Background is like who you are um, in a like practical sense. Like what job did you have before you decided to become an adventurer? Ah. Um, and then you make up, you make up a backstory. Um, the DM creates a setting, and then you're you're good to play. Okay, wow. and right. they just guide you through the story, and you got to like roll dice to to open chests and and woo people into uh, giving you their favor. Basically, yeah, yeah. No, you've got a good handle on it. Um, anything that is not that doesn't have an obvious outcome, you roll the dice for. Okay. Yeah, I love rolling dice. We love rolling dice. Uh, <laughs> It's the best part is rolling the dice. That's why I have like 18 different sets of dice because I'm a hoarder. You do you use a dice tower at all? I don't have one. I have like a little tray that I use. Okay. Um, one of my roommates has one. They're very cool. What's a dice tower? And can we get one? So it's it's like a usually like a rectangular tall thing that has a bunch of um, slides in it, and you drop the dice into it. To make the roll, it's supposed to make the roll completely random. Okay. Yeah, it's it's so it's basically like instead of throwing like instead of throwing your dice on the table and chasing them when they fall off, you throw them in this tower. It knocks them back of back and forth in a way, and then spits them out the bottom, and you just get your your numbers. Well, I mean, if we're playing, we got to get a dice tower. That's just the way it is. Oh, they're only like eighteen bucks. <laughs> Yeah, well, Domina, yeah Domina Chiara says she has a friend who makes fancy engraved dice towers. Okay. Is there a dice tower that looks like like a, a, a cool car or something? And are, and can we add cars to D&D? Are there cars? Yeah, you you sure can. Okay. It depends on if you want to play like a, 
set in set in the past high fantasy or like an urban fantasy, you can absolutely do that. Well, yeah, that's Brian's not going to do set in the past. Yeah, I hate. Set Is there? In the past. It has to be guns. I hate fantasy stuff. I've said this before. My I, there has to be guns oh, in cars. Oh, 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 oh! There are guns in like rules as written D and D. You can be a gunslinger. That is a thing oh. you can absolutely do in the rules as they're already written if you want. I want a gun and a badass car. And a knife. <laughs> Basically, I want to be a guy that carries a gun and a knife well, and a Zippo lighter and smokes cigarettes and drives a badass <laughs> car. Well, you have to spend your stats on that. You're going to have to spend your stats on shooting or stabbing. Leather so jacket? Be, you have to be, you know. Can I get a leather jacket? Can, uh, can I ask this? Can I ask this? Can I have long hair? Yeah. Okay. You can look however you want to look. If you play, if you play a changeling, you can change your appearance at will. Uh, well, I would just keep changing my appearance to a guy with long hair, then nice hair, then more hair, then just hair. Really, okay. a lot of hair, uh, uh, greased back <laughs> hair. Would you have to roll for the hair changes? Is that how the changeling works? Do you have to roll to do that ability, or? Nope, it's completely at will. All right, cool. Yeah. It's one of the coolest things. You've got me really excited now to play, now that I can be my fantasy character of a guy with a leather jacket. Oh, yeah. That's cut. Is, is there <laughs> a cut? Did they ever make like a Highlander type tabletop RPG? That might be more of what Brian's looking for. Brick shithouse. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Terminator. Size. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you have. You have a lot of options and like literally the the way I like to play D&D is very story based. So the only like limits that matter are the world's rules, like the set of rules that we agree on for our world and then your imagination. So All like right. you can literally we can find a way to work it in. So okay. what basically what I'm going to now I'm, I'm going to let y'all know now, okay? My guy is Arnold Schwarzenegger's <laughs> side. You should be a a pro wrestler before an adventurer. Yes. Long hair. Uh-huh. Like Jax. Conan. From from uh, 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 Sons of Anarchy. Oh, like okay. That kind of hair. That kind of face. I want to look like Jax Teller, you know? And then uh, I will carry a gun, <laughs> and I will drive a car that is... Well, I'll probably drive a pickup truck. I, I just want to be a pickup truck guy, I think. Okay. But with the things, with the with those uh, uh, exhaust tubes up uh, in the back, you know what I'm talking about? Like a roll coal? <laughs> no, I don't want to yeah. roll coal, but they have those trucks where, like, in the back of the cabin, there's two exhaust pipes yeah. sticking out of the top. They're probably that, you know? Right. Put a clapper on the top of it. Yeah, black, 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 black truck, and it's just like, this guy fucking pulls up. You know, mm -hmm. and people are like, holy shit. And they're like, hey, we have like, a goblin problem. Can you help us? And you're like, let me roll for initiative. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you need a bunch of people killed. That's yeah. what my guy will be. Is there a hitman? Yeah, you can be a rogue. You can be an assassin. Okay, I want to be an assassin uh -huh. that steals. Also, well, spend your points right, and you can be okay. All right, charisma. I want a lot of charisma, mm -hmm. like more than I have personally. <laughs> wow, this is truly fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> you're reaching, you're reaching, but we will provide. <laughs> also, also, my my character used to be in a heavy metal band. 
Oh, good idea. Also. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. But he was the lead singer (laughs) of a really popular heavy metal band. Okay. That didn't Uh fall off or anything. And, like, heavy metal didn't, like, go away or anything like that. He just decided, like, I'm going to get out now while I'm on top. And everybody's begging him to make another album. Right. But he just. But he's to, like, no, I ain't making another fucking album. He, he can't peaceably make a new album when there's a dragon on the loose that needs to be slain. Yeah. And he'll just be like, well, I said what I needed to say, sort of thing, you know, with my music. That's something I'm thinking for sure will be part of my character. Mm-hmm. See, it's really making the character is really fun to me. I think uh, I, I'm going to be good at D&D, I think. Yeah, I think you're. I think you would both be really good at D and D. There's uh, not a lot of ways to be bad at it, and um, yeah, I don't know. I just think uh, you would both have a lot of fun with it once you got past the rules and all that. Yeah, rules fuck me up, man. You know, I'd like to get my wife to play D and D so she can help us find all the ways to cheat. Because my wife, like, uh, uh, is. <laughs> cheater <laughs> basically like she doesn't cheat but she always thinks she found a loophole in the rules of the game that is it's always specifically forbidden because it would break the game right but she's like i think uh uh am i allowed to do this and you're like no you would never be allowed to do that <laughs> and i'd like to see her character you know uh-huh. i want to see everybody's characters <laughs> you know mine yeah is we also yeah, he's kind of like Don Johnson from from Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Oh, I was thinking Miami Vice. No, mm-hmm. he's handsome like that. Okay, he's handsome and rugged, mm-hmm. and uh, also he can run fast. That's another thing I want my guy to be able to do. <laughs> Always wanted to run fast. Well, there are there are ways to make that happen. Running is determined by a stat you roll. So, um, yeah, you can, um, we'll, we'll get your running speed up somehow. Also, I want want to explain, I want to explain something when it comes to this too, Katie, I don't want to run fast to run away from a battle. I want to run fast to run into the battle. This is not a cowardly thing I'm trying to do. This is, this is like, 100%. oh, it looks like there's some shit going on over there. And then I drop my truck won't be very fast. You know, pickup truck is not known for speed. So, like, I'll fucking drive it as mm-hmm. fast as I can. Stop, get out and run as fast as I can to be in the heat of the battle. Like one mm-hmm. of our nation's brave troops. Yeah, I would like to be a minotaur that has the strength <laughs> of a human man, but the stupid brain of a bull. <laughs> <laughs> A human man. Oh man! Yeah, they just have a man body. Like they don't have like any extra bulma. They like they're they have a. I mean, it's a disadvantage. That head is so fucking heavy that you're carrying on top of a regular human body. Like a human head's nine pounds. A bull head is like ninety nine pounds. I know, and I sometimes feel like my head's too heavy. Yeah, like now. But you also you would have a clarity of thought. A, A bull just destroys its target. You don't have to really think about it anymore. You just destroy. That's true. Lower your lower that big ass head and destroy. I like these dice towers. I also like the dice tower by Tom Vassell, one of my favorite board game uh, reviewers. Mm, Okay, I'm just looking at like 
I've seen some pretty cool ones. A laser cut one. Sure. Like, cause we really want it. Oh, yeah. We want one that looks trill. I would like word. one carved out of bone, to be honest. Yeah, like human bone. Sure. Too. If you can get it. Oh. <laughs> well, thanks for calling in, Katie. I think we're ready to play. We're ready to play. Oh. We will set this oh. up. Amazing. Yeah, let's set it up. Message me anytime. How okay. much? How much reading do we have to do? Oh. Hey. I'll like, uh, we'll, we'll have to see. We'll see how much reading you have to do. It depends on kind of how much I take out of the rules as written and how much I have to come up with on my own. Because if it's an urban setting, that's going to be me creating an entire world. Oh. Um, so there probably won't be much officially for you to read. And we'll, you know, we'll have talks. We'll go over the rules, figure out like how to play before we play and then move on from there. So. Not too much reading. I'll keep it down. Okay. Also, anytime my my guy shows up, I want bad to the bone to play. Just letting you know. (laughs) And in in this world, I wrote bad to the bone. Oh, by the way, you you quit music after writing bad to the bone. (laughs) I wrote because you said what you had to say. It's gonna be so good. Yeah, it's gonna be. So good. I quit making music. I made like some pretty classic song Orion by Metallica, Bad Whoa. to the Bone. Whoa. Probably a few typos. And like I made them. That's in this world, that's who it's one band. You know? Uh Spit It Out by or Wait oh, and Bleed yeah. by Slipknot, actually. I made. That's my Ooh, Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for calling in, Katie. I appreciate it. I can't wait to play. Yeah, yeah where, where can talking. people follow you along yeah. with your stuff? Yeah, tell us where to find Amazing. you. Um, yeah, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Ms. Moxie Cotton. So that's M-I-Z Moxie Cotton. Moxie Cotton. I never thought of it like that. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it was, it's one that sneaks up on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. Thanks for calling in, yeah, Katie. Appreciate I appreciate it. it. All right. I think we can do that. It seems fine. Yeah, why don't we plan it for January? Yeah. After the Shock Jock Super Stream. Yes. You know. You know who else has a good you know who has a good Christmas song? Who? Typo negative. Yeah. Red Water. Yes. Christmas Red Water. Morning with a U. Christmas morning. Oh, they there's another one? Yeah, Red Water, but the parentheses is Christmas morning. Oh yeah, yeah. Ding 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 ding. I'm gonna make my family listen to it so many times. My table's been set for what seven? (laughs) Just last year I dined with eleven. Yep. Yep, that's the one. I fucking love that song. I go nuts to that Christmas song. spirit. Yeah. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Uh, hello. Hey, Howdy. Joanna from Texas. Hey, Joanna. What's going on? How's it going? Not much. Not much. Pretty good. We're going to play I'm D&D. I don't stay up this late. Oh, really? Oh. It's not that. It's What's it, 10 o'clock there? Yeah, it is. I'm just tired. I know. I know. You know what? I'm tired, too. I feel the same way. Yeah. It's just the way it um, is. You guys should play D&D. It's a lot of fun. I just started again after, like, playing in college. And it's it's fun. We have a big... St- and you don't have to do any reading. 
Yeah, we have a big stream coming up at the end of this month, and then I think the next thing we do will be D&D after that. Yeah, that'll be fun. Hell yeah. Well, what's going on, Joanna? Um, so, um, let's see. Well, on a personal note, I found my biological dad after, like, not ever knowing him for, like, a year and a half. So wow. that's kind of been, like, a big life thing. Were you looking? Um, Were you looking for him? Off and on throughout the last, you know, 10, 15 years. I never found him, but I finally found him on Facebook. Because one of the other Street Fighters had made a post like a year ago. And I was like, I got inspired to like actually start putting more effort into it. Yeah. So, but cool. it, has it been, I guess, satisfying? Like, I, I don't know what that would be like. You know, I wasn't super close with my mom growing up. Uh, she lived in another state. <laughs> uh, uh, but, uh, you know, she she came back to Columbus when I was 18, and, and we do okay, you know? Yeah. It's been good. Um, I think it's, it's gone really well. Um, he's very happy and very excited, and I'm his only child. Um, and, like, you know, he turned his life around in his, like, mid-20s. Um, and, yeah, I know, like, it's been going well so that's i think that's it's good it's beautiful so hopefully it keeps going well and get to know each other and i guess that's just how you how things go with parents sometimes i guess yeah yeah you know each other but you got it you also got to kind of keep an arm's length because it's not he's like a biological contributor to your life but not like a parent in in any way can you just treat him like a friend that's how i treat my mom yeah she yeah, she's somebody you know or somebody yeah. that cares somebody that cares about you or maybe interested in, but it's not you know, it, it's not the same relationship. Yeah, it's like you dipped when I was five and came yeah. back when I was eighteen. It's like hmm. Right. You know, well, you're fine. I'm We're done, friends. I'm done growing up at that point, right? Yeah, I'm they 19. they they do try to give you advice and you're like, Wow. But I mean, I think regardless of the situation or circumstances with your parents, the the thing that they'll teach you the most is patience and forgiveness. And the, there's there's a weird there's just that connection that you have, uh, and you have to make it work uh, some way. Or you know, you you want to you you have to work through a lot of things that you wouldn't go through if it was just a random stranger. You know. Hmm. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, um, that's going on. So, you know, that's going. Um, and then I want to talk about going to my in-laws for Thanksgiving. Um, they're like the only people in our bubble, just me, my husband, and his parents that we see every like other week or so. Mm-hmm. And they're like suburban, like middle class white people. And it's, it's always a hoot going over there. Because, like, his dad's always trying to give us advice, like, financial advice. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, why don't you buy, why don't you guys buy a house? Like, and, you know, you know, why do you save up money for it? And, like, these are the people that, like, put $2,000 down for a house. Right. Oh. And their house has gone up in value by a hundred grand over the last 15 years. Right. And... I'm like, there's no houses in nice neighborhoods for $140,000. And there's no way in hell 
they would even look at your application if you put $2,000 down. Yeah, things have changed quite a I bit. Do. You know, yeah, like things have changed yeah. quite a bit, bit since the fucking early 2000s. Uh, yeah, there's. Yeah, like a lot. <laughs> And I, I mean, that, that kind of overbearing nature is like, I mean, I guess that's the best practices or something you think you should do, but unless you want advice on that, like, I don't need it, you know, unless you were like, Hey, we're thinking about doing this. What, what, what do you think is the, is a good way to do it? But that, that needless advice is, it just yeah. is a turn off. It, it is. It just, it, it's always like the same conversations when we go over there and we're just like, we, we're, doing better off than you guys like why are you giving us financial advice like yeah we we know to start saving for retirement in our 20s like yeah. we know these things like we know we actually have to save up for a house like if you want to save up 20 percent on a house like that's a lot of fucking money and that's going to take some time to do like yeah, I mean, there's, um, you know, I heard somebody say, it, but it made sense to me is just that, like, the thing about it is that people have different priorities with their money. Like, there's no, there's no reason to say yeah. what everybody should do anything with anything because it's like, do you feel good about it? Is your life going as planned? Then keep doing it. Like, there's, there's no reason to switch course if you're doing fine. Yeah. But, yeah. It's it's just like they don't get how the economy works now because I feel like when you get to a certain like age sometimes and like you make a certain amount of money, um, like things just you live in this bubble that you want to keep things how they are because they like work for you and they should work for you because you work hard and you know, but. You know, other people, they don't, they're not successful because they don't work as hard. And it's just not like how life works. Do like, you, people aren't not successful because they don't work hard enough. Do you argue with, yeah, that's my in-laws. Do you argue with them when you're over <laughs> there? Or do you just take the, uh, uh, take the advice and move on? Sometimes I argue. I don't anymore because... My husband told me to stop arguing with his dad. Oh, come um, on. My wife loves I love, it. I just, I know. And I, I, I feel, I throw in my little jabs here and there. It's just like, he says just such like, uh, old white man shit, like conservative old white man mm -hmm. shit. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, uh, so, and then, uh, I just like, yeah, I jab at him when I, when I can, little thing. He was like talking about, how well businesses aren't there to you know help people they're there to make a profit but then he's like also worried his job could like fire him any day now and it's like uh hello yeah remember businesses are there to make a profit so they don't really care about you right and he doesn't like hearing that so yeah i mean my yeah, wife his mood, so. my wife thinks it's funny that i argue with her dad you know, her dad will start yelling. She's like, boy, you really got him going today. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because she doesn't have to deal with it because all the women go in one room and all the men have to go in another room. So I get stuck oh, yeah. just mm -hmm. sitting with a bunch of dudes that have like totally different priorities, ethics, and politics than I do. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. so oh, yeah. fun so fun that's how it is is the food good yeah um 
Yeah, it was, it was all right. See, that's the thing about my in-laws. Yeah. The food's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's all right. Her like, husband listens to this show. Stuff. She can't. She can't dog him out. You can. Oh, yeah. I guess that's true. If he doesn't want you fighting, then he I probably mean, doesn't no, want you I making fun of him. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Um. Oh, and then his mom was like upset about the supposedly, you know, Biden may, you know, um, what is it like? I can't think right now. Like, pay off or. Yes. You know, um, cancel debt. Some student loan. Yeah, cancel student cancel, loan debt. Like only ten thousand dollars. Yeah, um, and I still owe thirteen thousand on my student loan, and Ryan only owes three thousand. But he took out half as much student loans as I have, and also I've been paying online like way longer, right? And got more debt. So, um, his mom's like, well, well, that's not fair. It's like you know, they if by the time that happens. You you're just paying off your student loan. And it's like, he's like, I don't care if other people's debt gets paid and I had paid mine off. Like, that doesn't mean people don't deserve to get that, like, debt wiped clean. Yeah, that was another, that was one for but me, like, for my in-laws too, was they were like, uh, why don't you buy a house? And it's like, uh, student loan payments are $600 a month. Like, I would take that money and put it aside gladly for a down payment, but uh, they will take my they will exactly. garnish wages and take our tax returns if we don't pay it <laughs> yeah and that's exactly it and like they don't realize like oh well we can't like afford a house because we can't start saving until we pay off our debt like and i was gonna like pay off all my debt next year early like i was like okay i could pay off everything in six to nine months but then because of the potential to like, you know, get that $10,000, I'm going to hold off and just do the minimum payments for a couple months and see where things go. Makes sense. So that would be really nice to like, yeah, get that wiped clean. Like, Hell yeah. but, like how like selfish is it that like, Oh, it's not fair if, if they get that in cause you didn't like, yeah. Like give everybody, like, it's the argument about $15 minimum wage, too. Like, well, why do they get paid $15 an hour flipping burgers and, like, we only get paid this much and, you know, do, you know, hard work, too? Yeah, it's hard. I don't know. It's hard to make sense of it. I mean, who, the in laws are, uh, will always be a confusing species. <laughs> Extremely. But thanks for calling yeah. in, John. I appreciate it. Yes, All right, y'all have a good night. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Got a few more calls here. Okay. Oh, you did it too. There was people jumped in. Sorry. I know. That's why I didn't. We shouldn't have taken the break at ten. All right. Oh, I'm exhausted. No, you're not. Thanks I for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Oh, hey, it's me, Sam. I'm from uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. How you guys doing? Good. How about yourself? Um, well, pretty shitty. Uh, I'm, uh, like a FedEx contractor and, uh, we're working six out of seven days. Uh, we just lost one of those Damn. weekend days and, uh, yeah. And, and they we're working at over peak and, uh, <laughs> it was like, uh, snowing the other day. And I remember sliding around like at 30 miles an hour. <laughs> Nice. And uh, 
then they called me up and they're like, Hey, uh, what's taking you so long out there? And I'm like, Oh my God. It's like, <laughs> I'm just trying to work this out. I actually hit a deer, uh, not too long ago. And that was, uh, in the old FedEx truck, but that was no big deal. Really? I was fine. <laughs> I came super close. To and the, deer. the neighbors got the deer. Oh yeah. Then I, the neighbors, there were neighbors and they were like, Hey, where's that deer? Like, Hey, can Boom, I get right that there. deer? Can I? <laughs> I I knew a guy that hit a deer once and threw it in the back of his work van and did whatever you do with a dead deer. Like uh, uh, people are like salivating for deer season uh, out here in Michigan, and anytime something like that happens, they can like up their cred, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I almost and they're a, already like they get their pole barn ready for it. Yeah, I almost hit a deer last weekend when I left. Uh, when I left Colum- when I'm sorry, when I left Columbus or Brett's house, not Columbus, when I left Brett's house, I was driving home and a deer came running across the street. We live in the damn city. It's, it's there shouldn't be any. So there's that. <laughs> um, so is it pretty tough doing the uh, uh, doing the whole thing, the uh, FedEx thing this time of oh year? Or are you just God, subcontracting, yeah. or are you? Uh, yeah yeah you know um it's been a crazy year uh like uh, i remember uh last year this time i was doing solar installation and i was like salting really hard like trying to uh i talked to everybody there like um and you know how it is like their disparate backgrounds like uh but uh everybody was sort of on board for a union thing and i was like kind of surprised about it like here and now there you'll get like misogyny stuff and i have to like whoa 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 hey hold on bro yeah you know and uh i'm like trying to talk him out of it and that's fun like i mean in a rewarding kind of way like dealing with it myself is, is hard but like as long as like there's somebody else to talk to uh and this job is so like I don't know, like alone, basically, you know, you're always out there. Yeah. Ugh, no one to talk to, but, um, thank God for you guys for uh podcast stuff. Uh, because, uh, I listen to you. Um, I love the D and D idea. I love the, um, what was it? The, the purple suede thing. I have pants like that. And I, Oh my God, they're like perfect, like underwear for like cold days kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Valor. Oh my God. Like, yes, you will not regret that. Uh, the D and D thing is great. I think, uh, look at like a Dresden file kind of thing. That's like a, a wizard in Chicago. Uh, that's, that's kind of a, like okay. a good D and D setting to look at. That sounds like uh, something. And, uh, yeah, I'm just huge fans of you guys. Uh, love the Chris James shock jock thing. That was amazing. Yeah, we're coming uh, back. actually helped me out on the first shot, Tober. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I, uh, I was, like, cheaping out on the Patreon back then. I'm subscribed now, but, like, I, uh... I bought the uh, Shocktober thing because I was like, oh, my God, I need to hear about that. Yeah, me and Chris. Uh, and, uh, on, it was great. It was amazing. On December 29th, me and Chris are going to do a super stream, Shock Jock stuff. We're going to show video, take calls. It'll be uh, a good time, I think. Yeah, I'm freaking uh, definitely 
vibing tonight. And uh, cheers, guys. Hey, Appreciate have a it. Good night. Thanks for calling in. Peace. <laughs> All right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, Brett and Brian. It's Ben from Denver. How you doing? What's up? How's it going? Eh, it's going all right. Happy holidays. Same to you. Yeah. Happy holidays. Yeah. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Honda days. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> uh, I am uh, not calling to complain about my job. Oh, okay. Rumor at a grow out here. It's a pretty chill situation. That's fun. That does yeah, sound nice fun. Crew. Yeah, hell but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, just calling for a little loose stoner talk. I'll keep it uh, tight. <laughs> Sweet. All right. What's up? What's on your mind? Um, huh? Uh, just uh, we were chatting about the before times, you know, the uh, the dirt weed days at uh, around the smoke smoke breaks, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you ever either of you guys ever run across a particular kind of stoner guy, uh, the dude with the chamber pipe um, that has like a couple of buds that he's stocking in there? Yes. So that he can. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I totally so fucking remember that. Some, like the the rock, the big rock candy mountain, like. That bud's gonna be so resonated, dude. Like I'm gonna get so high. Yeah, a uh, resonated. Just one. Yes. <laughs> and we were also talking about the that used to be a thing at the head shops where the the foot long chamber pipes that were all intricate and bejeweled and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, I do. I think Jason. He's not here tonight. But uh, Jason used to have one of those long ones where you would stick a bud in the thing, and when you smoked it, it would yep. resin up the bud, and then you, yep. <laughs> that bud, this is going to get us so yeah. fucked up, it's got resin on it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> Holy shit. I yeah. totally forgot about that. That and uh, thinking about when those few times when the resin, the pipe resin would really hit really good mm-hmm. and how that was probably when you were smoking something toxic, you know, maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe glass shards or some shit, cutting some oxygen <laughs> off or some kind of metal shit, <laughs> yep. you know, cause everything, all the yeah, bowls were something. metal back then and you were smoking it through yeah, a metal yeah. screen. <laughs> it was yeah. like, yeah, oh, this is probably yeah. great. And you go to the home Depot and grab yourself some screen. <laughs> Oh my god. Word. I love that though. Yeah. I, I love thinking about that that resin thing. That is so fucking funny yeah. to me. You know, and, and well, it's like it's, uh, I mean it's it it was all science. Sorry, it was all like it that's the same kind of science, like pseudo fake science as like uh drink orange juice when you take LSD because it'll get you more right, fucked right, right. up. It was just, that's all we had to go on. <laughs> yeah. Back Second, then. Secondhand right, knowledge right. passed down from the person that taught you how to smoke weed. Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah, and now it's like hot and cold running hash out here. and. Yep. You know. Yeah, for weed, sure. Weed, weed all over the place, so. Yeah, that's great. same here. Uh, you know. Well. You know that shit, but uh, I, I can... Uh, plug my instagram and then i put dumb shit on there sometimes go for it we love shit. 
Okay. It's uh, at DJ Benzedrine. So mm. DJ B-E-N-Z-E-D-R-I-N-E. Nice. Okay. Sounds great. Well, thanks, thanks for, for calling, calling in. in. Appreciate well, it. But you, Sure. Take it easy, fellas. Have a good um, night. Old days were so bad, man. I remember just uh, smoking a fucking aluminum foil and shit. Yeah, I did that in, in the new days. Yeah. A couple times. Too much. Yeah. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hi. Uh, my name is Cody Lee. I'm from South Dakota. What's wow. up, Cody Lee? How's it going? What are the name of the Cody's oh, from North Dakota? Sorry, I, you know, probably just Cody, honestly. Ah, uh, the Lee lets you know you're from the South. As far as I know, yeah, the South Dakota, the better Dakota. Well, I mean, we're both kind of shitty at this whole thing lately, so I don't know like, right. if there is a better Dakota anymore. <laughs> anyway, what's up, guys? Not a lot. Taking just calls. Podcasting, yeah. taking calls. Sorry. Okay, so I'll, I'll get to it. I got... um. I figure I'll present one of three topics for you if you want to listen to me talk a little bit about. Uh, the first would be um, running a food bank in a pandemic, or we have uh, Christy Gnome and the piss on my stoop, or uh, shit, we could talk about the time that I closed, uh, accidentally closed line the server that everybody hates at work. Oh, really? Somebody pissed on your stoop? Pissed on your stoop. You're the winner oh, of oh, this dude. call in. Oh, we're talking about pissing on the stoop. Yep. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So I live in Vermilion, South Dakota, where uh, I go to actually go to school of law here. Um, I've lived here the past eight years, kind of just showed up on a whim and stuck around and found a community I love and everything, but been working on doing some community development. But uh, so, yeah, no, I live downtown. I've lived downtown here the whole time that I've lived here pretty much. And, uh, uh, I have this theory that, um, with the whole COVID and everything, the people that do go out to bars and are like just absolutely the worst, like 21 year old group you've ever seen. Like I've watched people turn 21 year after year and it's never been this bad before. Like people are just like straight up brazenly dickheaded assholes just because already taking that first step of going to the bar, you show that you don't give a shit about anybody else. Yeah. So like, and after that first yeah, picture of like, beer is gone, right? And then now I'm like 30 and plus, so I think I just have to like rabble about the kids a little bit more than I used to. Yeah, I mean you gotta, uh, I've gotta forgive but, them because you know we did, we made the same mistakes in our own ways. Right. Yeah, but I've noticed like this year more than any other year, uh, just the piss on my stoop. Like at least you know it's been multiple times a week, which before it would happen maybe like once or twice over the course of the semester. Um, and I guess like kind of the whole tie around and everything is it's been really crazy. Uh, this experience of watching like the decisions from like, you know, uh, state leaders such as like Christy Nome or our, uh, board of regents here for like the university system just have like a blatant disregard for the citizens of the university towns that they're part of. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, so, like, I mean, so so South Dakota, we, like, for classes and everything, like, yeah, they tried to do some hybrid stuff, but for the most part, they went forward with, like, just a total, like, face-to-face plan and all this. Uh, everything is the self-reported bullshit um, for, like, 
actually COVID testing and everything. So the school uh, it hasn't really been that proactive in like contract tracing or anything like that, unless there is positive tests, of course. Um, but then, of course, you've been we've had this situation consistently where uh, like university officials are blaming students for going out and partying. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know like what you expect out of like 21 year olds anyway. Uh, and 18 year olds and just like kids being kids, especially in a situation where, oh no, I lost my senior year of high school. I'm going to go to college and then just get wrecked. Um, it's so like we've kind of like just hit this weird spot, like watching COVID like play out over the summer and then in the fall here, it was like, you know, kind of a nice isolated, insulated little community. And then just watching these decisions, uh, that nobody really like everybody knew what the outcome, where we would end up right now in South Dakota, and just like watching the train wreck happen in real life has just been so insane. Yeah, South Dakota is one of the places what that is like really in trouble right now too, right? Like, uh, uh, and something you said about being in in a college town is the you're right. Like, if you would have had them do school from home there would be less chance of them partying. But you, there is no possible way that signs posted around town saying, like, don't party, we'll get out of this, like they do at Ohio State or, or where, you know. Those aren't going to stop teenagers from partying or 20-year-olds from partying. They, they, all they want to do is party. Like, that is the whole fucking thing. Exactly. And especially when you have like, we have a couple of local bars that have been like full on promoting, you know, obviously they have their business interests and everything, but like there's a right way and a wrong way to go about it. I mean, I remember, uh, Halloween, one of the bars in town had like Snapchats of them just like openly sharing like a bottle of liquor, passing around in circles and stuff like that. Just like egregious to the point of like, right. I can't believe what I'm watching. Yeah, no, and, uh, yeah, South Dakota, um, over 50% positive rate, like, for a long time, um, actually, my mom just tested positive, like, these last couple of days, he, quote, feels like a truck hitter, so I'm kind of tripping about that, yeah. Here, so, um, yeah, you know, and I mean, like, she's done mostly everything right, but, like, suddenly it's into, like, her assisted living home where they help with, like, Disab- uh, like mentally uh, disabled persons and stuff and now it was like they have an outbreak and it's just been like one thing after another just like watching like all the- again like the tra- uh, like a train crash happening in slow motion it's been absolutely insane to watch yeah that's what it's been I mean it's been like that in Columbus too because we're like there's three purple we have like some stupid thing and purple's the highest level scale that you can have in Columbus, Cleveland, and Cincinnati are purple. And then the rest of the state is in various stages of also almost purple, you know? And uh, uh, it it sucks to watch. Yeah, I think we have um, 4% of available ICU beds at one hospital in the state available right now. Otherwise, it's like being airlifted out and uh, into Minnesota and everything, but I was getting hit just as almost as bad as we are. Absolutely. But, yeah, no, I mean, um, yeah, so I luckily, uh, found myself into like a job though on my lap 
in May as like a director of like a food pantry here. And so just like not only like trying to fight back against the general dumb shit, uh, policies or state leaders or the lack of any sort of coherent policy other than just freedoms or whatever that means. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's been a wild year. Yeah, so, for sure. I don't know. I just, I'm studying for finals and I thought this was a good way to procrastinate it at some point if I could get on, but I, I've loved what you guys are doing for years and thought I would just try to pop in and say, Hey, and hey, um, we appreciate you know, it. I, yeah. Thanks for calling, yeah, Cody um, Lee from South Dakota. Do. do you have a Twitter? If you, one last thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, you can find me on Twitter at SD Cody Lee, all uh together there. Um, like I said, I'm like director of a food pantry. I also have like access to uh, basically a sandbox for like community program development ideas. Um if people are interested in um, I'm looking at like doing seed bank library, like doing a seed bank through the library. I'm looking at possible like tool uh, right. libraries, like getting start those programs started. So if you know anything about something that could help me, I'd love it if you could reach out and uh, lend an ear or hand. And uh, thank you for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for calling. calling. Re- reach we out appreciate to it. Cody Lee. He's a mover and a shaker. He can get some shit done. Hell yeah. Last call. Last goal. The one to end them all. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Hello. Hey. Hey. Hi. Who's this? I like the little jingle there. Yeah, we try. Oh, it's uh, it's Jeremy from San Antonio. What's up, Jeremy from San Antonio? Uh, well, uh, I wanted to tell you guys how I got myself fired for insolence. Okay. Oh, fun. At, at Walmart. Walmart. Yeah. Jeez, they Walmart, fired Walmart. You. the motherfuckers at Walmart fired you before you must have done something pretty bad if you got fired yeah, well, before I Christmas, insolence, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, dude. Like li- literally two days before Black Friday. Whoa! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so you got to tell us. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, so basically, the system at Walmart, right? Which I assume kind of happens everywhere is that um, these numbers, you know, come in from corporate and, you know, and then they make their way down to like the store manager and he has to try to enforce them through like multiple layers of more managers, right? Mm -hmm. Where he's just like, you know, you got to get these numbers done. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, and and so like these numbers are like always impossible to do physically. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they always say like on the machine that like, you know, whatever can happen uh, like an hour you know, quicker than it really physically can happen. Right. You know, and like the workers know that, but you know, when it comes down like five layers of like bureaucracy, you're not going to really be able to tell anybody at any level, no, this isn't possible. Right. All they see, they see a case of cotton balls should, should be moved at the same rate as a case of cat food. Yeah. 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 Actually for real, like they, um, I think it's just a, a process, uh, on the machine of like items, right. Yes. That come off the conveyor belt. And, and so like, yeah, again, like, yeah, any, any light, small item counts the same as like a huge shelving unit that somebody has to put on the fucking line and take it off. So, um, yeah. So, so, uh, anyway, we got a new supervisor about like a month before I I got myself fired 
And um, we got this new supervisor because the other ones weren't managing to, you know, get us on those numbers that were, again, impossible, right? And so this manager, I thought that after like two weeks, she would kind of get it. You know, she'd kind of be at the point where it's like, ah, uh, you know, th- this is not a, a physically possible thing. Right. But of course, you know, somehow she had this real like, like meritocracy drive in her where she's like, nah, if we do something, we, we can do it. You know, we can, we can, <laughs> uh, or like we can shake it up and we can fix it. Um, so funny enough, I actually did not know that there was like a standard Walmart, like, uh, greeting and stretch or whatever until the first day that she started working with us. And then I learned this little Walmart little chant. Is it Walmart, Walmart, yay, Walmart? I, is that? No, it's, um, oh. so what happens is, um, yeah, so they'll assemble you right before the shift and, um, the supervisor will start by saying, um, um, good afternoon. And then you're supposed to say, good afternoon, clap, clap, stomp, stomp, fist bump in the air, and you say, teamwork. So it's like, good afternoon, clap, clap, stomp, stomp, teamwork. That's not it's even disgusting. a good cheer. I hate that's, it. It's, that's like the worst cheer I've terrible. ever heard. Yeah. It's demeaning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It killed, if you had any morale, like, like to just like, you know, show up at work and be like, all right, fuck it, time to do this, it kills your morale. Yeah, now you're being forced to do a fucking cheerleading routine. Yes. And, and we, you know, our supervisor had us do it multiple times because nobody wanted to do it. Right. So it was always oh, really God. dead and not excited. And then she was like, oh, come on. We can, I can't hear we can you. Get it. I can't hear you. Yeah, this is exactly. her fucking time to, to be a, a, a hype man, you know? <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, so it's been like a month of her just not getting that, like certain numbers cannot be achieved especially if you're understaffed, which we were on the day that I got myself fired. Surprise, so, surprise. um, so she was just freaking out. She was like having this whole deal where like the line kept stopping. Cause there weren't enough of us on the line, like taking guys off. And, um, and she like, at some point she just started melting down from like, in, she was inside the truck helping somebody throw. Um, and she was just melting down. Like she was yelling basically like what the machine was already telling us. And it's like, yeah, we hear the machine, but we just, you know, there's like three of us out here. We can't really do anything. Right. Um, so at some point I was like, all right, look, I can't yell at you or anything because like, regardless of what I say to you, you clearly at the end of the day are going to be told that, that you fucked up and you're not a good supervisor because, you know, two managers up, you know, you're going to have to try to convince him. Right. And, you know, no matter what I tell you, you're not going to be able to stand up and convince this guy. They're, so they're, I was like, screw it. Why don't you call the go ahead. store manager? His name is Caesar. Why don't you call Mr. Caesar over here and I'll tell him how to, how to do this truck with us. And, um, Oof. I don't know why she thought that it was a good idea to call Caesar over. Oof. Um, because it's like, she, she was like inviting, the biggest guy in the whole place over to be ridiculed by a lowly employee. Very confusing. Um, well, you know, so anyway, I mean, so I she, think the, lo- I'm just to pause, yeah. sorry. I, the logic does make sense though, because when like, when you're in the middle of a hot, sweaty truck and it's just piling up and the alarms are banging and saying, you're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. Uh, there is a, a person in an office that just gets a report that says you didn't hit the numbers. And if, if they saw the situation time, with their own time. eyes, it does seem like they would be able to be like, all right, this seems really fucked up. I don't think three people can get this done, you know? 
Yeah, right. Uh, you would you would hope. You would right. hope. Hopes. Obviously, hope um, that's not how it works. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, it's crazy. She called him over. Uh, first thing that that he did when uh, he came over was um, looking. He looked at the machine and he was like, "All right, well, this machine says that you you're getting nine cases done a minute, and you should be at twenty three minimum." Whoa. <laughs> and um, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know, hell, well, hell. Like, why don't you, you know, take up that side and we can get up to twelve. You know, let all us together. Let's get us to twelve. And um, he was slightly not amused. Um, oh my he, god. He <laughs> yeah, it, it was a little. It was a little street fight. I was. I was really feeling like like I was on my way out. Like like I wanted to quit by being fired by this guy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, you you, you um, capitalize. I mean, you did that. You capitalize on the right moment to like embarrass this guy and to have him. He's gonna have a seething hate inside of him. The way that you looked at him with disrespect yeah. and talked to him like a subordinate. He's gonna think about it. He's gonna keep him up at night. <laughs> Yeah, so he tried doing that thing where he's like, well, do you know, like, do you think I don't know how to unload a truck? And I was like, well, you know, like, you're not, it doesn't seem like you're helping. So, like, these Clorox wipes, actually, they go on the pallet over there behind you, like, with the other 13. Um, he was not amused, again. Um, he ended up just standing there for a good, like, 10 minutes uh, watching us. Like, he probably didn't know what the hell he, he was going to do about this. Yeah. Um, and then he, he walked away. He came back, like, 20 minutes later and stood there for the next, like, 20, 30 minutes while we finished this truck. I mean, again, the line kept stopping, all this kind of stuff. And he was just standing there watching the whole time, um, mumbling under his breath, like to other people. <laughs> um, and getting so, the guts and up. finally we finished the truck. And of course, huh? Oh, he was getting the guts up. He was nervous. He didn't know what to do. He, he was totally to panicked. <laughs> he was he like, panicked. well, they, they can't, I can't run away yeah. from this and I can't do what he says. So I'm now stuck here in fucking limbo. Well, I mean, I would hope so. I, uh, yeah, because, well, you know what? I do like to think that I, I wasted his time and took his time away because yeah. um, I think really what he, where he wanted to be was standing on the sales floor. Because keep in mind, it's like still like two days before Thanksgiving and it's a madhouse out there. And right. he, he wants to be sure that like if there's an employee or something that like he sees fucking up, he wants to be out there doing it instead of watching people unload a truck or whatever. So, um, so yeah, maybe, maybe I had him there. Anyway, so we finish the truck and then like I go on break or whatever. And then, of course, he I, I, he invites me into his office uh, with my supervisor as well. And uh, yeah, that's basically where I got fired. He did the whole like I think I think what he wanted is um, I think he wanted me to beg for my job. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is like the thing was like I didn't really need it. I was already kind of like on my way out. Um, but I think that if I had begged for the job, he would have been perfectly happy getting his rocks off by just saying like, like, uh, you know, Hey, uh, I don't want to see anything from you for the next two months. You really pulled a shitty stunt today, but you know what? I'll keep you out of the compassion of my heart, but I better not hear anything. I think he would have liked to hear that. I agree. But, um, nah, I was like, I, I wasn't going to give him any of that. So, um, yeah, that's my, that's my little, um, getting fired for insolence story. I might, I, I haven't done it yet. I really should file for unemployment because I don't think that getting fired for insolence, who knows? Find you know, out. I could always file and then not get it. And then. Yeah, it doesn't take that long. Just it, yeah, yeah. I would just I would do the paperwork. 
I feel the same. We, yeah, I, I should. I, I should. There's been plenty of moments. There's been a few moments, uh, even recently, with like club promoters and stuff, where they they tried to cancel a show, and then when I talked to them on the phone, uh-huh. it became this situation where it's like, oh, they want me to grovel. They want me to say, "You're in power. You're an authority, and I do what you say." And uh, that when that when that yeah. when that start when that vibe starts arising, that's when I'm like, you're not getting anything you fucking want. Nope, <laughs> you're not getting nothing out of me. I I know the story Brett's talking about was like we we're working real hard to book this tour, and this this club owner did want us to grovel to them, and uh, Brett was like, I didn't do it, and I hung up on her. And I was like, uh, good, don't ever. This, we didn't get into this fucking business, so we'd be taking shit from people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you're, the people, I, okay, not that people should be taking shit from you. You shouldn't be in that position, but I mean, come on. It's a weird power dynamic that they think that they have. Yeah. yeah. Club owners are, are a little different because they they do have power, but it's also like, you know, Fuck you! I'll go to a different city. You're the then. one who brings them the business. It's the point. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. They've got. We find they have a tiny little kingdom that they can do what they want. Um, but uh, you know, yeah. when it when it comes to that that kind of service work or, or working at a store like Walmart, you they don't want to hear anything from you. They just want they want you to be a silent. They want you to to do the little dance. They really don't. Yeah, dance your little drill team dance when you get there and shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> do your little teamwork fist pump um okay yeah i don't want to keep you guys forever uh i did want to mention um brett i know you're a horror movie guy Mm -hmm. so um i'm still okay funny enough i got fired on monday and i i still have not told my dad yet um but it's gonna happen like probably tomorrow anyway so to keep up like the whole black friday ruse uh i had to be out for like the whole shift and um, I didn't want to be contributing to the COVID problem, but at the same time, at a certain point, at, at, you know, at the hour, there's really nothing to do. So I watched a movie. I watched, um, have you heard of the, the horror movie, uh, The Dark and the Wicked? No, I don't know it. Okay, it's, it's kind of small in the box office. It's out in theaters right now. It's pretty good. Like, it's a psychological horror a lot more than it's um, uh, like a jump scare one. And I don't know. It it really just keeps you on your toes the whole time. All right, I'll uh, keep an eye out for it. Yeah, I was trying. Anyway, so that's that's. I guess that's my whole deal. Well, thanks I for see, calling. Uh, Brian's edited out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. See ya. This was really fun. Yeah, appreciate it. Have a great one. Good night. And keep street fighting. Yeah, you too. You too. Uh, All right. Thank you to everybody that tuned into the show. Thank you to everybody that called into the show. We can't do it without you. And, uh, you know, we made it with five minutes to go. Brian had to go for extra long because we took an early break. Poor guy. You can uh, send him hugs and kisses. He's on Twitter, at MurderXBrian. I know some of you haven't seen him for a while, but he has a new account. The old one ain't coming back. He's at MurderXBrian on Twitter if you want more of him on social media. I'm at StreetFightWCRS on Instagram uh, if you want to follow along with what I'm doing and keep up with the show. I go live from time to time. And... On Patreon this Friday, the return of the High Five Friday live uh, experience happens again for Patreon people. So uh, Friday at like 3 p.m., I'll go live and, and talk about things I like this week. Answer any questions that you have, advice. I'll give you my opinion on absolutely anything you fucking want. Uh, so that is happening. Uh, also, the basement show on Wednesday. Other than that, get into that 
Patreon. Uh, help us out, you know, with a monthly donation. If you can't do a monthly donation, we're offering all of the bonus audio, including Shocktober Volume 1. And now Shocktober Volume 2 is available at store.streetfightradio.com for just $5 a piece. We got Teen Fight Radio and the Holy Boys miniseries in there as well. So if you're not able to do that, uh, that monthly subscription thing, you can get them as a one-off. Uh, I'll see you on Wednesday. Peace.